welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm your host, Joel, and I am joined by Kelly. Hi, everybody! Gabe. Ew. Brandon. Hey, everyone. And our special guest for this evening, Sterling. Hey, how's it going? I'm very excited to have you here. Yeah. How are you? How are Before we go into um, conversation, how are you? Uh, you guys are the first people I've seen in probably about two months, so, yeah. I oh did my, my eyebrows for this, that's how I love it! I love it! Oh my <laughs> god, I love it! And I, oh god, I didn't do mine. I should have done it. Now I'm embarrassed. Um, so can you tell people a little bit about who you are and, and uh, where you write and what you do? Uh, I'm technically a freelancer, but I do most of my writing for Twinfinite. Uh, I do mostly just features, top 10, stuff like that. Uh, and I run my own podcast called Memory Card Memoirs. That's all about Ooh, like people's love and history for video games. And they come on and tell stories. And actually, tomorrow, I'm launching a secret project that I've had in the works for a while. So, yo, I will say that. I'm very jealous because when, when I read your name for your, for your podcast, uh, Memory Card Memoirs, I was like, I saw it on Twitter and I was like, oh my god, that's so good. I'm so jealous that I didn't think of that. It's fucking great. When I thought of it, I like literally had an epiphany. Like I saw the whole simulation. Oh, I, love I, just, <laughs> I love it. I love it. If you've ever seen Full Metal Alchemist when like they learn the truth and shit and like yes. Yeah, that's what I felt like. Dang. That's the awesome. moment that you haven't finished Full Metal Alchemist because you got bored because you hate the main character. What's his name? The really annoying kid? Yo, roast him, Sterling. Roast him right now. I will oh, show Eric. you my Full Metal Alchemist tattoo right now. Oh. Edward, I, Edward, you know, my, my bad. My wife <laughs> has a Full Metal Alchemist tattoo. That doesn't make me like them anymore. What The blonde kid is so fucking annoying. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm not going to go into the conversation. I got to go. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry girl. We'll see you later. We're going to go do our own podcast. Am I the only person that doesn't like Full Metal Alchemist? I love the yeah look. yes the you are the only one the uh, le- legit you, oh Joe you are legit the only person I know that doesn't that 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 has seen it and dislikes it oh my god I like Al Al is the best you guys Al is the best Al is the best no one come do an emergency episode is he of my podcast no, I, I like is it wait he's the younger one right in the, in the yes in the suit so yeah he's not him. the best if I had to rank Al. In terms of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood characters, I don't think he would make it to my top five. He's like such a sweetheart. But would he make it in your top ten? There's only ten. I'm just kidding. Ma- yeah, I'm not gonna lie. There's not that many okay, like okay. central characters. Yeah, that's, in it. It's yeah. fine. As long as you're in your top ten, I'll, I'll, I'm chill. I'm chill. So, to uh, answer your question, Sterling, my number one is Roy Mustang. Okay, that's okay. a solid choice, though. Okay, is he the? That's a solid choice. Never mind. He's the Fire know. Alchemist. It's fine. I don't actually care. So, um, right. you know what, man? <laughs> Okay. There's a there there and I before the podcast I did tell Sterling that I was gonna call him after something that he wrote on Twinfinite. And he has this article called and I quote, Five Video Game Heroes That Were Actually Kind of Jerks. And okay. I read the article and I thought I agree with most of them, right? So Joel Miller, I hate him, so it's fine. Yep, he's, yep. he's completely yep. a jerk. Um, Agreed. His 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 number four though was actually Cloud Strife from uh, Final Fantasy VII. I am okay. a huge Final Fantasy VII fan, and I completely remember playing through. I'm sorry. Before I finish this, have you played the original Final Fantasy VII, Sterling? No. Oh, so we're making <laughs> we're making top five lists on what? Just based on the the remake? You're, this was. Your conversation for him based on the remake? 
Yes. So you have a, and I'm going to quote you here. <clears throat> Whereas party members are fighting to save the planet and the people they love, Cloud often says he doesn't care that he's just there to get paid. There are plenty of times in Final Fantasy VII Remake, Remake where Wedge looks to Cloud for approval or even just a comment, and Cloud begrudgingly ignores him, making Wedge feel like a pest. Two things. One, Wedge is annoying as fuck. Two, it's not <laughs> Cloud's fault that he is upset that he did not get paid. If you did a shit ton of work for these people, then they tell you they're going to pay you the next day, you wake up the next day, and then they tell you, hey, you got to work more for the money that you didn't get paid the first time, I'm sure you'd be a little pissed off too. Would you not, Sterling? They legit didn't pay this man, Oh, no, I think, he I... Got, I think he got disconnected. <laughs> He oh no! He, he said, "You know what? You fucking calling me out. I'm moving." I'm not gonna answer to this bullcrap. I don't know I'm what just happened. Now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Were you in the middle of breaking it down, and I was just fucking out? You, yeah, you did. We thought, we thought, oh my god, Jarell offended him, and now he will forever. <laughs> You also say, and I quote, even during the odd time someone throws Cloud a compliment, he usually brushes it off and acts apathetic towards said person. He's a fucking soldier, bro. Like, this has been his life for a very long time. And, and, uh, as you progress, you do see that his personality does soften and it does change. And you put him in a category with, like, oh my god, everybody's just, like, <laughs> dipping in and out. I, I don't you, know, my Discord doesn't show the video anymore. You put him in a category with Kratos and Joel Miller cloud he's the nicest person in that group can you explain yourself what wait, wait can, can i hear the title <laughs> of the article the one more time nicest person in that group yes the title no, of the, the article nicest is, in the group he 100 percent is the wait of avalanche uh, of, of his article his article of the article thank you kelly thank you okay thank you okay five okay. video game heroes that were actually kind of jerks why do you hate why do you hate joel so much uh have you played the last of us two yeah, he what? He kills people. I'm He's sorry. A huge did you dick? play The Last of Us one? Yes. You know what? I hate Ellie. I don't even hate Joel that much. I hate Ellie. Joel's just annoying as fuck because he's annoying. But I like Joel. I hate Ellie, so I take that back. And you know who's nice? Yeah, but than Joel Cloud. But you hate them because they're super flawed and they make terrible, terrible choices, right? Joel like, like, murders and tortures people and shit, right? Yeah. Cloud kills tons of people! That's because they deserve to Cloud... I'm not mad at Joel for killing people. They're just people. trying to make a paycheck. I'm not mad at Joel for killing people. I'm not. I'm upset with Ellie because she's a dumbass who ruins her own life. Like, that's that's her own fault. But I'm not mad at Joel for killing people. I just think he can be a little bit of a dick. And I agree with him being on your list. Cloud is not... What about Cloud? Cloud can yeah. be a little Cloud's bit a of a dick. Cloud can be a little bit of a dick He's sometimes. a jerk. I agree, to Wait, be honest. You skipped the entire, like, oh first five hours of the, when is of he the a remake? Jerk? What do you mean when he's a jerk? You Literally, he's okay, like... Okay, first of all, if you don't get paid for a job, I feel like he, you have the right no, 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 to no, no. get paid for a job. Hold on. Every comment that he... Before they didn't pay him. He was a jerk even before. And you know what? While you guys continue this, I'm gonna jump into the videos I have saved at the beginning of the game and show you where he's an asshole. I deleted it, didn't I? Good. <laughs> oh, no, I did it. No, I did it. I did it. Actually, it was in a separate folder. So I'm going to go ahead and... There are moments in the game where Cloud opens up and expresses himself, and it really becomes a very touching situation when you see that he kind of eases off of being the big badass that everyone expects him to be, being the returning soldier. And instead, he just gets cast as one of the five most... Uh, I'm sorry, don't want to misquote you. Um, one of the five video game heroes that were actually you don't want to misquote me but you just want to shave, shave <laughs> like, okay i'm just say, i just say that i disagree with you 
But like, she literally even phrased it like that are actually kind of jerks. He didn't even say like, you know, they're super the worst people ever in existence. He's like, they're kind of jerks. Like, I think I could say that about anybody on this podcast. Like, Barrett likes ending man, but sometimes he can be kind of a jerk. Barrett his personality. To Cloud. And I he's love like, Cloud. Dude, I think he's Cloud a good is guy. a blonde Sasuke. Let me add that to <laughs> And I'm not wrong about that. Just because you're hot doesn't mean that you can be a jerk. <laughs> Barrett goes on about how the how the planet is dying. Cloud's like, dude, get help. Like, okay, what is wrong? Okay, like, but dude. that's because Barrett was being a little extra at that moment. Like, bro, if you can hear the planet right now, you need to get some help, bro. Calm down. Like, I this like, is a little like Barrett much. at that moment a lot more than Cloud, though. This is a little like, much. Because, like, he was passionate. He was giving a speech like he was a pastor at a church. But and he's like, you're yelling you at me, calling out an elevator with a stranger yelling at me who has not paid me yet for a job that could kill me. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I right. really okay. Oh, looking God. at oh, Barrett, God. you just used Barrett's thing Passion. connection with the earth, connection with the earth as you know, pleading for people to be with you as an excuse for him going all crazy, but then you use it as a counter argument for Cloud being like, What the hell is wrong with this guy? Okay, but I can do what I want. It's my podcast. That's not what <laughs> Okay, all right. I need to remake that meme now. Hold on. So I'll be back. Of, I'm moving <laughs> on now. Speaking of The Last of Us, I, I, I had to do it. I'm sorry, Sterling. I actually really liked your article. I just had to tell you off for a second. Gotta, gotta welcome, to, welcome you to the podcast. Um, so Animo. Speaking of... No! Speaking of The Last of Us, I'm sure that you guys have heard uh, The Last of Us 2 co- co-writer, Haley Gross, um, has outlined, apparently, what they have as the um, part three of a storyline outlined for The Last of Us. Wow, I said that really weird. Uh, this article is from IGN.com. I'm going to read a little bit of it to you guys and then ask your opinion on um, whether you think The Last of Us needs a third part. Uh, this is by Joe Scrabbles. I hope I said that right. And it says Naughty Dog has written a story outline for The Last of Us Part 3, but isn't making the sequel right now. Creative director Neil Druckmann says he hopes it can one day see the light of day. Uh, speaking on an episode of the Script Apart podcast about the writing of The Last of Us Part 2, Druckmann touched briefly on the possibility of a sequel. And this is the quote. I don't know how much I want to reveal. And I did write an outline for a story that we're not making, but I hope one day can, uh, I hope one day can see the light of day that explores a little bit what happens after the game. We'll see. Now, we were just talking about The Last of Us a little bit. I've already expressed mm-hmm. how much I dislike Ellie. Um, what And Brandon and I, and Wesley, who is also um, on the show, we did talk about, I think we talked about what we'd like to see in a third version or a sequel of the last of us in our uh last we of did us briefly yeah. cast, so definitely check that out mm-hmm. um <clears throat> knowing that they're supposedly making a remake of the original last of us which apparently nobody wanted which i'll go into after this how do you guys feel about uh knowing that there's a third story out there for the last of us like do you think that the game has uh, for those of you who've played it do you think that the game had a good finish do you think that there's more of a story to tell uh where would you like to see it go yeah, so the fact that they're making a third one doesn't, or planning to, uh, doesn't surprise me in the slightest, especially since, you know, part two came out as, as it did. Um, I would argue that when the original Last of Us came out, that that one didn't need, like, a sequel necessarily in terms of its story. Like, I felt like if they were, if they were to do another Last, Last of Us game, which, you know, I was, ho- I was hoping for, because I really liked that gameplay, that it would have different characters. So when I did find out 
that um, Ellie, well, for in particular, was like front and center of this game. It was like, oh, it's another story with um, Ellie? Hmm, I don't know about that. But then the game came out, and while I didn't like the story as much as the original story, I think it told it, it, it justified its existence, in my opinion, because the first one was a story about Joe and Ellie, like both coming from completely different points in life, and like them coming together. It was it was a nice story about their road trip around America, and then becoming like you know like a father and daughter relationship. Whereas Last of Us Part Two was just a straight up tale of revenge, which is a very different uh, direction from the first one. So if they were to do a part three, like I would like to see another different direction. There's no shortage of ideas with that. It could be about Ellie again, or it could be about uh, other characters. I don't know, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility they could do a, um, a third one for sure. There's, I think there's room for another story, especially with the way um, the second one ended. Now they can take their time though, because like Last of Us Part Two like just came out last year, and like by the time Last of Us Part Two came out, I was ready for another one. I wasn't ready for a few years after the first one came out. Like I felt I was good. So by the time the sequel actually did come out, I was ready. And I'm hoping it's a few years before part three comes out as well. Especially since they're doing that remake as well. So yeah, we, we shall we shall see. What if the what if the third one just focused on Abby? How would you feel about that? I think that'd be a good that'd be a good move because uh there's more there's more that can be done with Abby's character for for sure. Um and they they could go and with and with her they could go any uh any kind of different directions. Won't go into too much details because it's be spoilers. But yeah, either either be fine with me if they did either or or both or neither. I'd be fine. I love Abby, but I, I do think, as well. I think the way it ended is is. I think it's good. I don't think we need to see anything I, else from her or Ellie. Yeah, um, but I mean, I felt the same about the first one and the second one I still enjoyed. Not Again, not as much the first, but I was still fine with it. I think it speaks to something that when the first game ends and you're like, damn, okay, that's it. Like, I am good. But then the second part comes out and you're like, okay, this feels very justified. Like, you know what I mean? I think it did a great justice. I mean, okay. I have differing opinions. I <laughs> did not feel that The Last of Us 2 was necessary at all. I, I say that while also thinking that the game was really good. Don't get me wrong. I think it was a really good game. I think the storytelling was very interesting. I think, um, you know, uh, Naughty Dog and Neil Druckmann did some amazing things with The Last of Us 2. I think the sound design is still, like, one of the best I've ever heard in a video game. Um, yeah, I also still thought this was completely unnecessary. But that was just me, because I didn't really care for the story. Um, but there's a game that doesn't have a story that's coming out tomorrow as the yeah. as of the uh, recording of this podcast. And that is New Pokemon Snap. Are any of you guys getting New Pokemon Snap? Oh, yes. I want to am. I'm getting that delivered. I'm going to be doing a launch stream of it tomorrow night with Christy. It's going to be great. We're going to look at all the Pokemon, take amazing pictures. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. Gabe, why are you so negative about Pokemon Snap? It's, I f generally feel like I'm one of the few people, like, this is even, like, a Nintendo, like, this is even, like, my hatred for Pokemon getting their anniversary shit. This is just, like, one of those things where, like, I think I'm one of the few people who generally just doesn't like any Pokemon, like, side game. I've, like, the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Coliseum. I don't think you're one of the few, actually. I, I know a lot of people who only like the core games, like, a yeah, lot of people. Well, I'm, because... I'm, I'm with those people. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and it's under, you know what? I'm not even going to like say that's a bad thing. It's understandable because Pokemon, the, those core games were built on a certain gameplay, you know, the catching Pokemon, battling, trainers, breeding, all that good stuff. And if that's what you care about, yeah, more power to you. I'm, that, for me, yeah, go ahead. My other thing is though, like, and like, I know Jarrell's going to eat me for this, but like, the fact that this is a side game that looks a thousand times oh better than its God. last core yeah, game, yeah. Yeah. bro. Yeah. Like if the, and then and then let me add, right, let me add, like as a kind of a cushion to that. We're getting you know the black and white remakes, and they went with the chibi art style for that. But then, but then they showed um, Pokemon Legends. Is that what it's called? I can't remember the name anymore. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Legends, and then and then they showed that, and like they kind of showed like. You know, obviously, it was nowhere near a final build, but it does look better than Pokemon Sword and Shield, and it does look like they kind of took a little bit from the Pokemon Snap type graphics and implemented that. But like, I don't know. Like, Jarrell's always talking about like, oh, the Legend of Zelda is twenty seventeen, oh, no. and you're using and you're, you're you're not you're not using the tools you know given to you to make a be- uh, to make Breath of the Wild even more beautiful. Um, I'm sorry. It took Pokemon until 2021 to get anywhere near that. So, but yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm actually know, not Pokemon going Snap. to entertain that conversation at all. Yeah, because uh, I was actually that was yeah. Whatever. Go ahead. I, because I don't want to argue with you, Sterling. Do you care about Pokemon at all? Uh, I'm kind of of the same opinion. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's. I'm not gonna get Pokemon Snap because I never played the original. Okay, and it just it doesn't interest me. I'm like super stoked that people who played that back in the day get to have that experience and get that sequel after like 22 years. Yeah, it's um, been a while. But I, I I do agree. I think it's there's very obvious reasons for it, but it feels a little strange that this game looks a lot better than the mainline games. That's all I'm gonna say. It is. Well, an, it's an on rails picture taking game compared to like an open world Pokemon game, kinda. But I like our guest today. This is it's, fun. It's, <laughs> it's it's a uh, well for clarity's sake. Um, the people that are making new Pokemon Snap, Bandai Namco, uh, there was specifically the developers uh, beside behind Pokken, which also looked really good as a, as a game. And again, it's like it's like Sterling just said. Because it's an on rails picture game, it, it it's it's easier to make that game look like really good and really crisp. With a Pokemon, it was similar because like you had like I don't know the full I don't remember the full number of characters that was in Pokemon. I think it was like somewhere around eighteen characters, something like that. So you had to so you basically focused like on eighteen characters, made them look good and crisp. It's a lot easier to do that compared to the plus seven hundred plus of the main game. So I do want to give Game Freak some credit. I'm just saying like. What 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 game is really saying are right? It looks better because there's less Pokemon to put in there, and it's not open world. Uh, the only thing I will say on this is that the review scores have come out, and they are all very very good. It's sitting at an 83 on uh, Metacritic, so I don't give a shit what anybody else. I mean, yeah, it's a Pokemon <laughs> game. Pokemon, it's gonna be great. I'm getting it tomorrow. I did not play the original actually, and I I, I to actually surprise everybody, I didn't think I was gonna get Pokemon Snap because I had never played the original, and I thought I don't want to. Right on rails taking pictures. Um, but I guess I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to move on because I'm not going to jump into the uh, Pokemon Looks Better Than Breath of the Wild Also, you could just go ahead and download Pokemon Go if you wanted to play Pokemon Snap. Sorry, I had to throw that insult in there. Holy shit, it's super not the same. I had to. 
I you had, had to, to, but it's not it's not true. Jarrell, what did you just say? Did you say that somebody thinks Pokemon looks better than Breath of the Wild? No. Yes, he's, he, thinks, actually said, he thinks Pokemon is prettier than Breath of the Wild. No, don't even no. try and sugarcoat anything. What we I have actually respects. said, what I actually said was, have you guys seen the PS Plus May games that are coming out? That's what I going. That was great. That was great. Hey, uh, yes, I have seen the PS Plus in May, Jarrell. I so, have. PS5 is getting Wreckfest. Uh, PS4 is getting Battlefield 5, which obviously you can also play on, I think you can play on PS5, right? You can play all the PS4 games on PS5, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Correct, except for like eight of them. Um, and then Stranded Deep is also coming to PS4. Uh, so I, I know we talked before about the games that do come to um, uh, PS Plus and how I personally think that they've been pretty good. How do you guys feel about this month? Battlefield 5 looks cool. I don't know the other two games. Yeah, I was going to ask if anybody knew about uh, that Wreckfest game. Um, but Battle—I mean, Battlefields are always, like, they're always fun games. So to yeah. have a cool big game like that, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Stranded Deep looks... I'm just going off the picture. It looks like a... I don't know. It looks like you're going to be on a boat trying to fend off sea monsters. Cool. I actually have that on my Steam wish list, but I, I can't I for the life of me think of what it is right now, to be honest. You know what's so funny? When I when I saw the list and I saw that you guys were talking about Battlefield Five, I was like, I bet that Kelly has at least two of these games on Steam. Was that do you uh, have at least two? No, I don't. Damn, I have. I the last Battlefield game I played was one, which was so good. But it's just Battlefront with a different skin on it. I don't know. It's just yeah. Battlefront. I guess uh, made them right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So whatever. I think I'll probably get it for free. I think my PS Plus lapsed though, because I just because uh, you just I play on my PC. PC all the time. Yeah, having you here. Uh, you know what? Actually, Sterling, I didn't ask. What What is your most played console? Uh, well, it's kind of unfair, right? Because I've had my 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 PS4 for a lot longer than than my Switch, but I probably play my Switch the most out of the two. Hmm. Do you Do you cool, play cool. on Xbox? Do you use Game Pass at all? I have an Xbox and I have Game Pass, but I don't use it all that Ooh, often. Why not? Oh man, this is like <laughs> I, I feel like I'm being judged already. No, no, no. I'm just curious because we've had this conversation on the podcast before as well. Because I think that Xbox Game Pass is a really great value, but I had it for a while and I just never played it because either I had the games on Switch or I had the games on PS4 or I already owned it or I got it on sale somewhere else or it just was something that I wasn't interested in. So I haven't used uh, Game Pass in a while, but recently uh, with the release of um, what is that game? The Outriders. Game? Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> With the release of Outriders, I was like, well, I can play this game for free. And then they had Octopath Traveler and they had some other titles that started to finally interest me. So now I have Game Pass again. Um, but that's why I asked, because I was kind of in the same boat as you. So do you know what it is that, like, why you have Game Pass and you aren't using it? Is it the same thing or what? Game Pass is just such a good thing to have, even if you don't, like, it's it's... It's something you tuck away if, like, you know what I mean? And I'm saying that, like, I shouldn't be doing it. I shouldn't be tucking it away. Okay, I be yeah, using no. <laughs> yes. But it, I think I'm on the the crescendo of your thinking of, like, I'm probably going to start using it a lot more. My issue is that I'm a big old physical boy. Like, Same. I just, physical, mm -hmm. like, I, I can't do digital, so. 
It uh, it hurts my soul. No, I'm the same way. I, I prefer physical uh, copies. So does that mean that you've just been paying Microsoft $15 a month for uh, X amount of time? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why you don't have it just sitting in your pocket. That's such a waste. Um Mm-hmm. What? No, you, uh, I just feel guilty now. Can no, we move sh- on? I'm sorry. No, you shouldn't feel guilty. Uh, so speaking of physical copies and GameStop, I'm sorry. I don't want you to feel guilty. Just You're just giving the big Microsoft corporation all your money. Start well, on. let's talk about giving another corporation that's, money with that's GameStop. Where, uh, that's exactly Look at this, man. Segway. <laughs> um, so they just made $500 million thanks to that wonderful Reddit drama, which I'm sure we all know about, which is, you know, the the stock, the whole stock exchange situation where the shares went up for, you know, uh, X amount of money, etc. And then we, I think last week we talked about how the CEO got a very nice severance package because of how much yeah. GameStop was worth. Um $500 million. Did you guys in any lifetime assume that GameStop would be in this situation, seeing as they had been down in the dumps for so long? And also, does this give you any type of like feeling? How do you feel about knowing that GameStop is now made $500 million? The only thing that I thought GameStop would like be like anywhere near $500 million would be like in the red. Like negative five hundred million dollars. Oh um, Damn. But like, I, I don't know. I, I guess I wasn't expecting that. But at the same time, like, if they give you five dollars on a fifty dollar game, I mean, that's you know, yeah. that's where the, all like the money's coming from. I don't even know. Like GameStop, I I never really thought of them as like bad or good. It's just like there it exists is it a good business model kind of do Do i shop there no (laughs) i used to a lot actually but now i just don't i don't go anywhere (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people in you know a lot of our colleagues in our industry have worked at gamestop right and all Mm -hmm. you hear is horror stories like absolute terrible like exploitive like but then you go there like i go to my local GameStop, and i'm like i like these people i like going Mm -hmm. here they're nice they know me and then you just hear all this garbage and you hear about the ceo and you try to trade a game in and they give you two cents and you're like man fuck this (sighs) i i really don't feel like it is as bad i think that there are times where you can trade in games and get a decent amount of value um, well, getting two cents is better than getting no cents. You know, but it's still like they're selling it for like two dollars off. Yeah, exactly. Of the original price, it's like crazy. But I mean, you know, Apple does the same thing. Have you tried trading in an old iPad or iPhone that you spent a thousand dollars on, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll give you two hundred bucks," and then they resell it for like eight hundred dollars? It's it's essentially the I mean, same thing. That, but nobody that kind of makes about that. more. St- that makes more sense, though, than buying a game on its release day than going to trade it in the very next day, and then That's you go not how from... That works. You still... I think you have... Um, if you haven't opened it, you can get a full refund. Okay, well, let's... He's talking about... Going down the yeah, selling it back. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you go, and you paid $60, $65 for that game, and you go to return it, and you get $12 for it. That's bullshit. And they sell it for fifty-eight dollars again. So, what would you prefer? I don't know. Don't cheap out on fucking trains. Where new games are ninety dollars. 
my gosh, you're from Canada? <gasps> I love Sterling! Oh my god! <laughs> Why? What? I don't know, just Canadians make me happy. Okay. Shout out to Canadians, then. Um, <laughs> Canadian, okay. bro. Maple syrup, so contract. I'm so yeah. I'm Maple so syrup in a company, it's a thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. Everyone, whatever. Everyone that sells maple syrup sponsor us. The money. The money. Uh, so yeah, what what ended up happening with this situation is that they sold their 3.5 million shares to be able to make this money, and they have plans to turn this around. This is from GameStop.com, written by Eddie Mac. Mac. Sorry, Eddie. Um, <laughs> so it says here, Game, GameStop has big plans to turn things around, and this buyback could help give the company the cash it needs to execute on its strategy. The retailer recently hired a growth officer whose job it will be to oversee GameStop's transition. GameStop has also uh, just hired new brand development and merchandising executives to help with this move. Um, and I, I think you've all seen their whole, like, we want to transform this into, like, a game hangout type thing instead of just, like, a store. Um mm-hmm. You know, hiring all these people, I think it's a, a step in the in the right direction, and I do hope that GameStop is able to come back from this because I always defend them because there's literally nothing else like GameStop. There used to be a service that I used a while ago where you would like trade games with people, so like, uh, and, and like you would get coins, not actual money. And I don't remember what it was, but like when I finished a game, I could sell my game for like coins on the website, and then I could buy someone else's, and then all I'm paying is like two to four bucks to ship my my you know good, uh, uh, a, a nicely handled in good condition uh disc out to like Brandon, and then I'm gonna buy one for from Kelly, and then like. Uh, she would just send hers to me and it was a wonderful way to just like trade games with people and not lose uh value uh but i i don't know what website that was i did it a long time ago i don't do it anymore if i don't like a game and i want to sell it back or i want to trade it in i my options are very limited like what can i do go to gamestop <laughs> like i don't know what yeah. else i could do aside from go to gamestop or you know give it to a friend i guess i don't i have no idea does anyone else know any other thing that you can do am i missing something is GameStop um, the only way? I'm sell it on, on eBay. eBay. I could sell it on eBay. I don't have an eBay account. Well, you're missing out. I buy a lot of cheap shit off eBay. Clearly. Clearly I'm missing out. So speaking of things that are skyrocketing. <laughs> get it? Wow. the money skyrocketing at GameStop. Yeah. I am so good at this. I promise. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> speaking of things that are skyrocketing. Uh, Titanfall 2, its player count, has apparently suddenly hit a huge new high. Uh, this is over from IGN.com. Written by Logan Plants. And it says Titanfall 2 is seeing a huge resurgence on Steam with more active players than when the game launched on the platform. The player base has skyrocketed 650% in just two days. It has more players now than when it originally came to Steam last year, four years after the game's original release. Um, First, two questions. One, have you guys um, ever played a game that had this type of resurgence where, like, nobody played it, nobody liked it, and then, like, years later it comes back? Obviously, you know, I'm thinking of stuff like Nier, Replicant, where it got really bad or average reviews, and now everyone's, like, loving the fuck out of the game. So first, is there a game that you've been a part of that has been not great uh, that you played before and then you've seen people, you know, come to it as a resurgence? Um, Well, mm mm-hmm. 
Well, hold on. Are we are we talking about games that like weren't great and then like became great later, or is it, like games that just didn't sell? Because Timefall Two from the jump was always a good game. It's just now more people are playing it. Both actually, it can be either or. Because you're right, Titanfall Two was a great game that I actually played and I really enjoyed it. As did I. That's, that that yeah. campaign mode is stellar. So yeah, um, I, um, yeah, Battlefront Two. Battlefront yeah, 2. Battlefront Two is another good example because that game no, was trash from the jump, and now it's really good. <laughs> Kelly, are you concurrently playing No Man's Sky? Um, no, but I picked it up as it's gone on throughout some of the updates. It still was trash to me, but <laughs> a lot of people have said it got better. I guess I, I wanted to just like play it anew again because it's on Game Pass. Um, but I was like waiting to like download it and just start fresh because I originally played it on PlayStation Four. Um. But I haven't done that, because what time? I completely understand. What time? Mm-hmm. And I'm playing Resident Evil 7, so I don't, Yo, you know. For anyone who is not following her on Twitch, oh, do it, because she is scared of time right now, and she's playing through uh, Resident Evil 7, and it makes me feel better about when I played through and I had to quit because I'm a little bitch. I get to watch <laughs> Kelly just scream, and I feel better about the fact that I couldn't finish the game, because... She's also scared, and she plays scary games all the time. So I feel less bad about me sucking at scary games when I when I see Kelly's clips. So thank you, Kelly, for making me feel better. It, yeah, th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a as a little uh, backtrack, uh, like I said, I'm from Canada, and I grew up in a really small town. So when I first played Final Fantasy 13 and loved it. And the only thing I saw was like people absolutely hating, hating it, it at the time. Mm, and there's then, another good one, yeah. And then nowadays, it's like anything I see on Twitter about it really is like people loving it, and it's like this feels so good. That's such I a love perfect it. example. That's Ooh! such a perfect example. I, I also just... loved Final Fantasy 13, yes. and the only person that I knew that loved it as much as me was Grayson. And so we would I remember, talk yes. about that yeah. game for yeah. like a long time and no one else had played it. And then it came to Xbox and then people started playing it like more and um, it got that like visual update on Xbox yeah. random as fuck. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, and now more people are playing it. People are asking for, you know, a, a, a remaster of it. But that game is so good and I, I love that you love it, Sterling. I take back everything negative that I've ever said <laughs> about any article about Cloud or anything ever <laughs> because that game is so good and it tackles so many issues i think that lots of final fantasy games kind of steer clear of because they're more you know kind of sometimes on the fantasy side or something that was just so real and so good i'm sorry brandon go ahead i thought of two games actually um the first one oh shit actually there's three no the first but the first one the one that i was going to say in the beginning was i've always been a fan of the legends of the wind waker but that game got trashed when that game originally first came out. And Gabe still doesn't like it because he can't let go of that. Of it. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm at, go ahead, but tell, but tell, yeah, tell him. Tell I him. like the game, but yes. I'm, I'm part of the – I'll admit when that game first came out, I was like, what the fuck, Nintendo? You take this back now. Um, It was just such a different – like, at least for me, the reason I like the game is it was such a different art style and then like – there was that whole sailing around the ocean thing. And I'm like, this is so not Zelda-like. And then, you know, you get older. And actually, I got a um, reason I started playing it again was because a couple years after its release, I was um, I was in a theater camp. And um, how cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and, uh, and I was talking with one of my one of my counselors. We were talking about the Legend of Zelda. I don't remember how we came up with the topic. And he was like, "Oh yeah, dude, the Legend of Wind, the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker is so good." I was like, "That game sucks." He was like, "No." And you know, I get when you say bad things about the Legend of Zelda. Yeah. You want to know where I got that from? I got that from Mr. G, who was the counselor. He was like, "No, shut up. Listen to this." And like, he broke everything down. And like, every time <laughs> I tried saying something about it, he gave me like a reasonable counter argument. And I was like. Dude, I just want to hate the game in peace. Like, can you let me? He goes, no, go back and play it. And you know what? At the end of that summer, um, the last day of the sh- uh, the last day of the camp, like, hey, Mister G. So I just finished Wind Waker, and uh, I'm sorry, it's a really good game. <laughs> so that's my that's Wind a, Waker story. That's a really good story. Shout out to Mister G, man. He, he sounded like a real one. But yeah, for, for that for me, um, yeah, I've always liked Wind Waker, and it's just interesting to see how like. How so many people have um, come around at it since then, and are asking for desperately to come on Switch because it's now been on two systems that didn't sell well—the GameCube and the Wii U. So that game needs a chance to survive on the Switch where it can actually sell numbers. Damn it! Anyway, that's the that was the first example, and the other two is Tropical Freeze and Super Mario 3D World. People didn't like Tropical Freeze when that first came out because Retro Studios made that game, and they wanted Retro Studios to make something else. They did not want to make another Donkey Kong game, so no one played Tropical Freeze. Comes out on Switch. It's now I see so many people telling it's like the best two D platform that ever that was ever made in existence. Which boy, that's a different narrative than when it first came out. And three D World, same thing. Came out at the wrong time. When it originally came out on Wii U, people were looking for the next Galaxy or the next uh, Sunshine. So when they saw this like um, uh, four player Mario game that Mario, yes, okay, people did not. People initially did not like that game. (laughs) Yeah, because it just wasn't what they wanted. It was just it was more. It, it was it was it's it's gorgeous and uh, and we finally played it together because you know it had the online play so we could and it was great, but yeah the narrative is now different because now it's on Switch a be- much better selling console Odyssey's out so people have their core 3D Mario game that they wanted then there's just like little bonus so now everyone's saying good things about 3D World so those are my examples. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just gonna ask Jarrell, do you like 3D World? I thought, yeah. I gave it a six. I can, I, I, I can, I like cats, okay? I am not a Mario fan, so I would not be upset what? with that six. Who says okay, I'm not okay. a Mario fan? Let me correct Wizard. myself. I like Mario, right? I just, I'm not a platforming fan. So when everyone else was like, they grew up playing Mario, I did not. So my first okay. Mario, like full playthrough Mario game is actually Super Mario 3D World. I played as the hat in Mario Odyssey and I thought it was trash. So I never picked that game up again because a friend played it and I was like multiplayer. I never picked that game up again. I I have a huge blank in Nintendo. So like my first Zelda game that I finished was um, Link's Awakening. uh, Link's Awakening, the remaster, because it was so cute. And I only bought it because it was super cute. Um, That was my first Zelda game. So I'm not like this. I don't have this Zelda background. So I'm not surprised that you gave it a six. But did you play with friends when you reviewed it? I played with a friend, and he's like, he's not an excitable, like, hype dude. So I feel like I had a better experience when I played on the Wii U back in the day than I did again because what? of who I played it with. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> who you played through the world is going to largely yeah. affect your, um, we had, like, like, starting for context. It was uh, myself, Jarrell, and Gabe, as well as uh, Christy, who is, who's our uh, who's one of our writers, and she uh, co-hosts on Friday stream. So it was us four, and we were a nice little, little fun little group. So we went through that entire, essentially the entire game, 
fully four player. There's plenty of chaos. And that just led into like a really positive experience for us because it was a nice blend of us either working together to finish the levels or sometimes sabotaging each other. So it was a nice balance of both, but eventually we did finish the game, including like the Champions Road, which is took us three streams to do, because that's just hard. If See, I played I, it by myself, I would also give it a six. I, right, I tried to like yeah. get him into it and be like, oh, this is so fun and wacky. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, man. Yeah, all right, I sucks. guess. Right, you just gotta be a cat and like run through the level, and then you're you need to play. The you, best time he don't like life. cats. He didn't like uh, cats. Well, then that's your problem. Well, there, the there, whole there. it's Mario Cat game for a reason. I called it that the whole stream because who cares about the rest of the game? It's about being a cat the whole time. Our our our, our 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 chat our chat where we were organizing when we were gonna stream it was literally called Mario Cat's Playtime. Yeah, because that's <laughs> the only thing I referred to that game as. Because what else is there aside from being a cat and running around? Official name. Nah. <laughs> nah. So anyway, the reason that all of this happened is because um, to, to, to Apex Legends, uh, and the article goes on to say, as for a potential, mm-hmm. wait, no, wrong one, uh, Respawn said Titanfall 2 fans have some really cool stuff to look forward to in the upcoming season, which could mean new and experienced players alike are jumping back into Titanfall 2 to prepare for Apex's upcoming season. Uh, because, just in case you didn't know, Apex Legends takes place within the same universe as Titanfall 30 years after mm-hmm. the event of Titanfall 2. So uh, because uh, there was that whole Season 9 Battle Royale um, information that a ton of Titanfall would be coming back, everybody hopped back onto the Titanfall 2 train, um, and that, that game saw a resurgence that it probably deserved. Um, it did. I can't think of a game for myself, so I am just going to move on and since we were talking about mario of course we can talk about the fact that after two years for some weird reason super mario party on nintendo switch is it three years three oh my god well i guess it's two but it's about to be three like very soon well almost three years later um super mario party on nintendo switch will have new online play options Available with a free update. Um, you can get Mario Party Mode, Partner Party Mode, and dozens of mini games online. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and start with how I feel about this. And then you guys can tell me how you feel about this almost three year it. later update. Uh, I only bought Mario Party so that I can play with Marissa, who's in California. I'm in Florida. The only reason I bought Mario Party is because I wanted to play with her. We both got the game. And then we found out we cannot play storyboards together because for whatever fucking reason, that was not an initial part of the game. You could only play specific mini games and like not even all of them. It was like, uh, I don't remember how many. Brandon, do you remember how many? It was 10. Out of the 80 uh, mini games, you could play 10 online. Nintendo can Nintendo. online. And I'm pretty sure she never played again. She was like, I can't believe I just wasted 60 bucks on this. She was Fucking so sad. So upset. I've only played that game maybe three times since I purchased it. And that's just when friends were over and when family came over. And I've not touched it since then. I'm so excited to have multiplayer. Um, But, you know, like like Sterling just said, fucking Nintendo. Like, it it is very... Much like them to update a game almost three years later that no one is even asking for anymore at this point. Like, who was out there saying, give me this in 2021? And they should have done it last year and capitalized when we were all playing Animal Crossing together because we couldn't go anywhere. That's when they should have done that shit and been like, hey, you could also play um, uh, 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 Super Mario Party. Uh, But yeah, that's my rant on that. How do you guys feel about this? Okay, so... I'll start, I'll start with the negative before I go into the positive, because you're absolutely right. 
this is the this is like the reason why you like you said no one was asking for this like i wanted to make a clip anymore because after three years people gave up hope yeah like like 28 like you know it, it, it launched without a, a real online mode where you play board games so people were clamoring for it on year one and then a lot of people stopped after the first year and then the really strong holdouts held on for another year until like 2020 then we went into a pandemic and there was no news, and people were like, oh, "Okay, this is just not happening. Maybe Mario Party, Super Mario Party Two, or some shit will will have it." And then it finally happens, and people are like, "What now?" Can I also <laughs> because... say it's also very Nintendo to just put out a tweet about it, like randomly, at eight a.m. <laughs> like, Eastern time, like in the middle of nowhere. Like, oh yeah, hey, so there's this thing too. Go have fun. Like, I, like, like I woke up in the morning. It was like maybe it was like maybe almost ten. I was like looking at my phone. I was like, oh, we'll do, uh, "What the?" Fuck? <laughs> I was like, it's really happening. I had the like, exact I... same reaction, like literally. Yeah. Oh my god. Now, well, that negative shit out of the way that it's you know taking way too late <clears throat> to get this. My god, <clears throat> I'm so excited. This is finally happening. Like, I am a huge, huge Mario Party enthusiast. I've literally played every single one. The only one I have never played is the e-reader one they had back in the day. I've literally played every single one. Yeah, there was an e-reader one, and. <laughs> That's the only one I never touch. I played the Game Boy Advance one, the DS one, all the 3DS ones, every console one. But yeah, that's the only one I've missed. But I've always dreamed of there being an online Mario Party because, you know, when you can get people together, that's the definitive way to play, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just not feasible these days for so many people, especially us. We're, we're literally all over the place. So, you know, and then knowing Marissa, Marissa has been in the Mario Party trenches almost as long as I have. So, if not, yeah. mm -hmm. so like, and when I, and it's just crushed me to like, know that I couldn't play with them. Like, I obviously would have like played to all of you, but like Marissa, especially cause she she's really into the Mario Party like that. <laughs> so like seeing her like a furious about it, it crushed me. Like it was soul crushing. So as soon as I found out this online thing, I was like, rejoice. I've already started talking to Marissa about getting some Super Mario Party streams going where we play online. So that's going to start as early as like next month. I'm so excited. I'm just so happy that this is finally happening. Super Mario Party is a very is a it's 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 not my favorite Mario Party, but it's very fun and you know, the fact that this is the first one you play online is uh really good. But hey, if you guys uh want to hear more about my thoughts on Mario Party in general and the, this online update, I wrote an article about it at com. So you know, you hey, can check that. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my thing is that if like I I understand that you're excited to play online, my issue is that Nintendo Alliance Cup. <laughs> okay, that too. That too. <laughs> um, I'm just bored with the game. I'm just I'm I'm bored of doing the same maps like a hundred times. There's only four of them. I'm I'm tired of like it always being the same outcome because there's not enough like randomness to each board, and they're so small. I, like online just is not going to bring me back. I find. Like, I think it's been a year or two since I've played Mario Party. And last time I played it, I was just like, wow, I'm getting really, really tired of this game. And from what I've heard, the rumor is going around that they did this online update to kind of prolong the, like, the time between the next game. Because the, the next game was supposed to come out relatively soon, but because of COVID, that can't happen. So... Oh, that was the other thing too. Like, I'm glad you brought that up as well because uh, 
Super Mario Party is probably the best-selling Mario Party game uh, of of the series. Yeah. Like it's it's done crazy numbers on Switch. I think it's like sitting at like 13 million as like as far as the last sales figure from its initial release of 2018. So even with even even before this announcement came on that you know it's finally getting the online play, people were just like buying this game just to play with their people that happen to be in their house. And, which is, I guess, you know, that's what a Mario Party has always been. So people, I guess, are just kind of used to that at this point. I, I, I'm curious to see how, if at all, the online numbers are going to drive it. Because some people are going to be like you, sir. They've already, people who already own it, have they've already tired of it? Is this too, is this too late for them? Or people that haven't bought it yet? I'm curious to see if they will now get it because they could, that's more people that can play it. Because at the end of the day, if you're playing out, like, if you're playing at your home, only you need to have the game and everyone else could just come to your place. But if it's online, everyone needs to have their own copy of the game. And so that's the, that's the thing. I don't necessarily think that it could, it could, but if you like say, Hey, I want to play this. So let's both buy this game, which, you know, we talked about the last podcast, Nintendo games, games don't go on sale. That is still a full price. Yeah. Hey, I got to buy this game. You got to buy this game so we can play together. And hopefully we both keep playing the game together so that we can enjoy it. So, you know, We'll see. I'd be interested in seeing. I I know I already own the game, and I haven't. Thankfully, I haven't played it to death like you, Sterling. So I could still squeeze some matches out with friends, and that's really what Mario Party is to me. Like again, it's not my favorite. There's definitely way better Mario Parties. Three is my personal favorite. Hoping we eventually get a Nintendo 64 online service with three, so we could play that as a group. But like you said, the most optimal way to play this game is in person, right? Because you yes. have that banter, you have the competitiveness. It's it's fun. It's wacky. You. You can't even talk to somebody when you play Super Mario Party because there's no online like voice chat. So you're going through mm-hmm. Discord or you're calling each other, and you know what? That's stupid, Nintendo. <laughs> it is stupid. It is. You know what else is really stupid? This is a first. Like Nintendo added that on like Switch update years ago. Not years, but it was uh, quite a while ago where you could like on your Switch invite people to the game. This is the first first party Nintendo game to actually use that feature. Why is it this one of all games? Why like Splatoon has been sitting there, Mario Kart 8 has been sitting there, and this is the first one you can like direct invite people. I saw that tweet and I could have sworn there was another one that you could do that in, but I guess not a first party game. There are there are a few third party games that have used the feature. But what do I know? What I do know actually speaking of what I know, I know the size of Lady D's foot. And she, yeah! and I remember that we discussed this when Wesley was on the podcast, um, how big her shoe would, would be. And, uh, IGN has, has confirmed that it is 44 centimeters and a size 26 in us size 26 26 and um uh, uh andre the giant is size 58 and Shaq i is saw size that 23. what the fuck <laughs> how is how that humanly is... possible i mean I'm... you gotta play resident evil 7 to find out he got a foot the size of my torso <laughs> he's got the ruler <laughs> you know i, well, I, I saw okay, this and i was so happy because we had just discussed the size of her feet. Um, Kelly, Gabe, how does that make you feel? I think Bro, I she can step on my whole head. Gabe, why you got a mark at two inches on that ruler? What's going on? I was going to put the measurement like on my face because um, obviously we don't follow each other on Twitter. Um, actually, I think we do. We do. Yeah, we do. But this was before. Um, so I was, you know, when they first introduced Lady uh, Dimitrescu, 
um, I was very horny for her. Um, and one of the main <laughs> things, I'm not even going to say you're going that one. Go to horny jail right now. What? No. And one of the main things that, like, I always repeatedly said, anytime there is a picture, a cosplay, or a clip of her from the game, I would quote tweet it and just say, please step on my face. <laughs> so I was right now measuring 26 inches with that ruler to see, you know, how much she's going to cover when she steps on my face. Um, and we're just, it's a lot. Um, so. Gabe, can I, can I, can I say something? Sure. What Sterling actually said was, why do you have two inches marked on your ruler, not 26? Oh, do I, do I really? I'm Wait, it's, sure. it's, I don't, I think she's a size 26. Her foot's not 26 inches. It's 44 centimeters, which would be which like size 26. one oh, and a half feet. Oh, this is 30. Of First of all, for everyone listening and not watching, I don't actually have two inches <laughs> marked on this. Um, we all know why. Just pass it's over okay. that. Um, I could make a joke, but I won't. I won't. Yeah, it's okay. I make, go ahead and make that joke, and you'll be six feet under. Um, I don't what? get. Ah! <laughs> that was so bad. I don't get the lady D. That was great. That was horniness and the step on me thing, but it is impossible not to just admit that she has a dump truck <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, she a that. absolute dumper oh my god this is great and it's so big that like it would literally crush you like physically um step on my face while you also and it would be at face height probably I you know mean, <laughs> or above literally um you'd just be looking directly at it or having to look up um i don't really i mean i kind of get it and a lot of people have been doing the cosplays which is like so great um they're amazing they've been yeah, so good they're real people really yeah uh yes gabe you might not have a chance but they are real um, I didn't say I have a chance. <laughs> but what is it? Damn, is it just the fact that she's big? It's, the, that it's just she's hot. Oh, she has, you know, she's not only hot and tall, she's also stacked. Um, I just honestly don't get how they're going to tie it into Resident Evil 7. Like, this has been the well, that's what I'm concerned Are you about. saying you want yeah. lore for the... The dump truck ass? Is that what yes. you think? Where yes. did she come from? Why is she that big? She's a vampire. Why is it vampires now in Resident Evil and not monsters? I'm. So meh. I've heard that they're not actually vampires or werewolves. They're oh, like... well, then that makes sense. Well, if you think about it in Resident Evil 7, that does, like, they have, like, how what they did with Mia. She, like, turns, but she's not, like, totally gross. I stopped after no. the guy started chasing me in the beginning, so I have no idea what you're talking about. His I, wife. I, I, once again. Oh, the wife that's missing. I, I, don't, I literally oh. turned that game off so quick. I'm telling you, that game, I know where some of the jump scares are because I played through it, and literally one of my Twitter clips, I put it on Twitter, I, I, I was walking around a corner, and I was like, I think there's a jump. It scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh, I think there's a jump scare. Before I could even get the words out, it was right there. And it doesn't even make a loud noise. It doesn't do anything. It's just something is standing there when you come around the corner. And I could have pissed. Like, I was terrified. But I knew it was coming. 
It's the I best. Knew it. It's literally the best clip. She literally says, "I'm sure there's gonna be a jump scare." Ah! And it's right there. Like you saw it. You knew it was there, and you still got scared. That's how scary that game is. It's it's really scary, and I hope that they continue that in the in Village. Obviously, I have not played any demos or anything though. I did because I don't want any spoilers. I don't want any spoilers. I just want to like start fresh, get scared shitless, and move on. I played the demo, and it was really scary. So I can tell you it was scary, but I also think everything's scary. I was, I was, I was playing. I was on this TV here. True, I was scared of phasmophobia. I, so. I was so scared. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. You literally turned the game off. No, what actually happened was, I, so I, let me explain to you guys what actually happened. So for anybody listening, we finally played a game together and it happened to be, we were not supposed to play Phasmophobia all night, but we ended up playing fucking Phasmophobia all night. And um, I had never played before and I didn't do the tutorial. So I was like, hey guys, tell me how to play. By the way, they're the worst people to explain to you how to play Phasmophobia because they were just like, pick that up, pick that up, and go. And I was like, okay. So I'm just walking around with the flashlight, having no idea what the fuck this game, like, what I'm supposed to do. Uh, and then they're like, oh my god, Jarrell, run, it's behind you! I'm like, run where? I don't know what the fuck is going on. So I start running. They don't tell me that I gotta hide out of line of sight until after I'm dead, by the way. They literally let me run into a fucking room, and the noises are so fucking creepy. So I got really scared. So I started hitting my keyboard and I was like, turn off, turn off, turn off. But it wouldn't turn off. Like the game froze. So I watched myself die and I heard it and my dog started barking because she was scared and I was scared. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to turn the game. So the game actually didn't go off. I just watched myself die. And then it was like stuck. So I watched myself die like three times and I was crying and screaming. And then finally my computer stopped being a fucktard and then it started working and then I was able to um close the game and then I left because fuck that but before I left it was a really horrible experience because I had to watch my death like multiple times and it was really loud I tried to turn it down because the sound scared me the most but it was actually really loud that my dog was barking which also scared me and my window was open and I was like oh my god somebody's gonna kill me and yeah the whole thing was really bad and then they decided to keep playing because they hate me and my life so uh, um, no let's give the real none of the game playing because nobody downloaded warzone like we were supposed to which we all know is a big file size and then not to blame brandon but there was you know how call of duty likes to update their game for like 50 plus gigs every two days for no fucking reason and you know brandon turned on it was giving him that big update that was like 80 gigabytes for no all because all they did was you know like take a couple of buildings off of their battle royale map and call it a new map um fuck you call of duty um so it's not because we just decided to keep playing all night long. It's because no one was prepared. Also, in my defense, the reason that the game was so bad for me and it wasn't working is because my internet was not working. So I was actually literally using my phone. Oh my god, to play that's true. Atheist, fuck you too. Like, I was like, how is my phone even handling this? Also, Jarrell and Brandon don't play on PC. So having them play Phasmophobia and play on PC for like the first time. Pretty much was like just a double whammy. So I appreciate them being good sports. I mean, me and Gabe both have a lot of hours in phasmophobia. Um, so like throwing them in and then being like, 
Oh, I and Brandon, though, you know, <laughs> Brandon, you Brandon was like, it. Brandon I was having a great time. He went in the first time. Brandon died on the very first map we did, and he was like, "Oh, I gotta stay on the map and like go around as it goes." And we were like, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, this game is great." He literally <laughs> did not like. After that, he was the happiest go lucky person really I've was. ever seen play Phasmophobia. No, I get that game ceased to scare me once I realized death means I just could be a cool ghost and walk it, around the map. I was like, well, I didn't try to die. I want to be very clear to everyone listening. I didn't try to die. But but if I did, but if I did. totally tried to die at least once. definitely at least two maps after that. We were like, I'm going to grab the camera and just try to take a picture of the ghost. We were done. And he's like, I'm going to go take a picture. I'm like, why? We're finished. Let's leave. Okay. I was trying to get a picture. I wasn't trying to die. I'll see if I can take a picture. We already had a picture. We literally already had a picture. Okay, Give Jarrell props, though. He did do a lot better for his first time playing a scary game than I did. When I played the game first, I took one step in the house and spent the rest of the time inside the van. So props to Jarrell. I also, like, I don't know what anything is. So there was a moment where Kelly's like, oh, bring me this thing. And I pick it up because Gabe's like, oh, something on the top. And I walk over to her and she's like, what is this? This is not what I no. have. We picked up. He picked up the motion sensor, and I was asking him to bring me the spirit box, which they look similar. I don't know what the fuck is They're, they don't, they don't really look similar, but anyway, so he picks it up, and he brings it in, he's like, oh, I brought the spirit box! Or that, he, I don't think he knew what it was called, so he said, I brought you the thingy. I was like, that's a motion sensor, I'll still use it, just that's not the right thing. Whatever, I still used it. That was one of the objectives. You, you had charisma. I appreciate it. <laughs> is fun. Oh my god, that was a fun. That was a fun night. But um, uh, we kind of went off on a tangent totally. here. But Sorry. anywho, we Resident Evil. Yes, oh. Lady D. She's got big old D's and big old feet. Okay. Yeah. So moving uh, on. Let, yeah, let's move on um, to <laughs> Twitch because we love talking about Twitch and how much they fuck up all the time, right? Oh yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, it's not that bad. I fuck up sometimes too, but I feel like I said I'll fuck up as much as Twitch. So <clears throat> Twitch support came out with a tweet that said, "We're updating the slash me chat command to help minimize confusion and its potential for abuse. The command will now look more like a normal chat message." And they say, "You helped us identify this issue. Please continue um, to share your feedback." on user voice and so basically before when you did the slash me uh and you wrote something on twitch the comment would be highlighted in a color i don't know if it's always the same color uh it's the color of your name name? okay and now it's not colored it's just a regular message because apparently it was being used for abuse i am going Mm -hmm. to sterling how often do you use twitch great not uh, at all. <laughs> okay so kelly i'm gonna refer to you okay. <laughs> which i was gonna do anyway um because they say that this command could apparently have potential for abuse um have you seen so, that happen or how that works yes so abusing the me uh slash me so what it does is it makes the color of the text the same color as your name mm-hmm. so like if i was gonna say like um kelly c is on fire you would just do slash me it and it's all in the same color it looks cool you can do like everyone whatever their color is it'll just change the text people trolls had a habit of and okay listen you had to literally be born yesterday to fall for what they were doing like they would do the slash me and then put donated Uh... an amount of money and it looks like almost official but like no one fell for that you know what I mean? People would still use it, whatever. 
So that was the abuse that I saw. So just so um, clear, uh, yeah. one way that you can abuse the system is to make it look like you're donating uh, an amount of money to the streamer, but you're not actually yeah. donating. Which, to be honest, I, like I said, who is that fooling? It's just like, you, whatever, people would still get banned for it because it's like fake donations, but like... Whenever you donate, like, it pops up in the stream, or it'll pop up, like, from yeah. Streamlabs, or there's something more official about that it than just someone typing in the chat of the donated. But that was the abuse that I saw. And I don't know of any other abusive things that went on with it, um, besides maybe, like I said, people trying to look official when they weren't. But who's falling for it? No one. <laughs> well, the the actual comment uh, from I guess the user who created the the message said that <clears throat> uh, we understand that this was a or rather the response to the message was we understand that this is a feature that many of you use in various situations, including the ability for moderators to highlight or distinguish messages in chat, and we agree that is important. Um, to provide context as to why we've made the decision to remove the original functionality of the slash me command, we wanted to address the way this feature was being used to or, uh, perpetrate abuse against members of our community. While we recognize this change is frustrating for some, the safety of our community remains our top priority. So <clears throat> let's just go with the, um, the sense of, uh, how you explained it. Like the people were using this to, um, pretend to make donations that they weren't doing uh and this was their form of abuse right uh do you think one that this is something that twitch should be focusing on based on all the other things that are wrong with twitch including you know uh not having tags for lgbt members not having a black tag not having a bunch of other things or you know they're really shitty fuck-ups for a representation you know asian american pacific islander month is uh in may which is coming up so i'm I'm hoping that they don't do another, you know, Mexican sombrero fuck up like they did for uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. So we'll see what happens there. But um, do you think that this is something that Twitch should be focusing on? And do you think that the good, which would be highlighting messages in chat uh, from moderators, maybe, would or uh, would outweigh the bad, which is, you know, in this specific case, um, pretending to send donations or uh, bothering streamers? I don't know why they thought that the color was somehow the problem. It just changed it to the color of your username. Username, right? Okay. So, but they're making it to where it's italic. So, it the message is still differentiated. Who can't, like, just because it's italic, people are still going to use it the same way. So, I feel like, first of all, I feel like it was a non-issue because who's falling for it? Like, if you're experiencing abuse, I don't know who's, like, like, you thanked someone for a fake donation. Are you being abused? Like, I don't know what else other people were dealing with. Like I said, harassment or whatever, but the me command is not making people be harassers. Like, and just having it italicized is still going to differentiate it from the other tags. I feel like this was such a non-issue. But at the same time, it was something that they thought was a problem and they fixed it. It was probably a pretty easy fix. So I guess they just took an easy problem-solving thing and did it. I mean, I don't know why, but I guess this was a lot easier than tackling actual issues about people putting up fake donations or harassing people. I guess changing some text was easier. It's, you know... And, and just to, before before you go, I'm sorry, uh, just to, to put this into context, there is another 
another request that has 1,115 votes, uh, which is a request for Twitch to fix. And it is adding pronoun information to chat. And it says for people who are trans and or non-binary, letting streamers know your pronouns in chat so that your gender correctly can either be awkward or difficult. An option for people to add their pronouns in brackets beside their usernames or in their profile cards in chat might help to let the streamer and or chat know if a user feels it's important. Like that's one of the things that has a lot of votes on this page, right? Another one is- yeah. 3,000 votes for uh, verified status for everyone um, and slash verified only chat mode. Uh, so you, it's kind of quality of life things. Uh, but I will say that um, the the on this page, the top idea was the slash me command. So apparently uh, 3,960 people voted for that, which is the top um, idea here. Wow. So that is mm. what people are most concerned about right now. So I guess it's it's more prevalent i guess than you know my own mind view of what's happening uh, about it yeah. on twitch uh so i guess it may have been a, a lot of people might have been affected by it um so I, once again we're just going with the scenario that you brought up kelly because I, I i personally don't know um but with that information i'm sorry go ahead Sterling. i mean you pretty much just kind of covered what i was gonna ask kelly i was gonna ask you since you're a streamer like seeing this kind of stuff is it like are you kind of thinking like, what is the point of this? Like there's so much more, so many different and more important things to address. It's kind of like the Mario party thing. It's like, this feels way too late. And, and B it feels like you should really be focusing on something else and put your time into something else. Like, now that I, sorry, go ahead. No, it's like, is it like that? Now that I realize that people voted for this change, that it definitely is making me not change my tune. I still think that it was really dumb, but it meant that much to a lot of people. But what I think would have been a much more, like, for me, a much more, like, useful thing would have been the pronouns. Because, um, obviously, to make trans people feel more, like, accepted and don't want to get misgendered. But obviously, like, I don't know who anybody is in the chat. It's just a name. Like, I don't know what I should call them. <laughs> so having pronouns, it would help, honestly, everyone. Like, it would help even people that identify as, you know, the pronouns, which, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. But, like, um, in the chat, you can't see people. You don't know what they look like. Like, it's just a username. So that would definitely help gender people in the chat if they want that, obviously. I, I mostly just say, like, they and hey, you, because I don't know, like, if yeah. they're, like, their gender. So I feel like that would be a much more helpful feature, but obviously it wasn't voted for. So the me thing is, like... Well, it was voted for. It was in the top oh, three. Yeah, in the top three. But um, I guess this was the most wanted feature. I really don't get it personally. Um, I feel like other stuff is definitely way more helpful on and Twitch, it, like I said. To, to kind of go along with that, even though it was the top voted thing on, on that page, you know, if you guys read the Twitter comments, a lot of people are just saying, we don't need this. We didn't want this. Nobody asked for this. There well, are yeah, and some things. So, someone you know, said that their viewers were actually complaining because if you have dyslexia, it's hard to read italics. Not only that, I mean, people are also mentioning that it's really hard for streamers now to, um, to, to make important messages seen now because it's now just the same color like if you have a bot that's going to say something important it's no longer yeah. colored anymore now it just looks like everything else and so um yeah i don't know if this a lot of bot messages used that 
That was like a whole bot thing. I mean, twitch.tv slash hpcritical. Or it did, because apparently it won't anymore. (laughs) I think it'd just be so interesting to literally interview the main PR people for companies like YouTube and Twitch and be like, how come you guys just have garbage PR? Like, how come literally everyone who uses your platform hates it and thinks every move you do is wrong? Like, it. It's so harsh that that sounds so shitty, but I, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I've said it before and I say I will continue to say it. I feel like what you need to do is have diversity uh, consultants in your fucking Twitch circle to make better decisions. Like, yeah, I, I'm not going to complain too much because I see that people voted for this, but I also see that the. The, 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 the downside kind of outweighs the positives of the situation um, currently from what I know, from what I've seen. And that is just that it makes it harder for dyslexic people to read it. Um, it makes it harder for bots to uh, advertise what's going on in the channel. Um, but hey, it's, it's still there. Like the function is still there. So it's like, I don't know why this was a, you know, this wasn't something that was tackled, but uh, well, I don't know why this was, a high priority to be tackled when, you know, your top three thing is adding pronouns. And I think that's so important because I didn't even think of it in the way that Kelly said, which is when you're referring to someone in chat, you don't know who they are, how they'd like to, uh, how, how they are presented. So, you know, you can't, you could of course just, you know, use he or they for everyone, but I think it's more personal, personable to know your community and know how they are referred to and um, speak responsibly on that. And Twitch should have some form of way to uh, incorporate that. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done because I'm rambling. Does anybody else want to comment on this before I move on? No, yeah. And I feel like it in chat, it's sometimes hard to tell, like, because people just have, like, you know, random usernames. Yeah. And I'm like... And people think that you, like, remember them and know what pronouns they've used in the past, but I don't always. And I don't want to, like, say she or he, yeah, Yeah. and I'm, like, I don't even want to say it, so I say they, and like I said, I use, like, buddy, or, like, I try not, I really try, but it's, like, weird, because sometimes on the fly, you just end up, like, I get nervous, and I just, like, say some weird stuff, (laughs) I don't know, I just get so nervous, (laughs) so it would help, Um, but... And also, I feel like if I just say they, like, people are like, they don't know. She doesn't know if I, she doesn't know what I am. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I really don't. Bumbling rabbit. I don't know what you are. <laughs> yeah, no. Are you a rabbit? I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, that's I, happened I, to me before, too, like, where I've been in chat and, like, it was someone that I was supposed to know before. And I'm just like, I don't know who this person is. I don't remember that name and I should know like how they're, you know, referred to. I have no idea who the fuck this person is. And those pronouns would have helped a lot. Oh yeah. It'll help. That's a helpful feature. (laughs) Very helpful. For both Uh, sides. Mm -hmm. As like an outsider, like I don't, I don't stream ever and I'm a straight white dude. Like even I realize these issues, like there's such a big, resounding problem with this platform that it if it reaches my ears it's like this is bad and it needs to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's straight white guy knows come on guys damn it <laughs> i don't mean to like Jeez. like obviously i i stay tuned in this stuff and it's a, it's a big problem but like i'm not i'm not on the platform i i it, it's not a problem directed at me but 
people like me have to say something about we like if if it's this big of an issue that any time a company is like, hey, we're gonna fix this one thing, and everyone's like, why don't you fix the other thing, man? Like it. Yeah, I mean this. this I'm, I'm getting me. cheesed on it just now, just talking about it. It's so dumb. It reminds me of our our last week's conversation, right? Where Blizzard invites all the top streaming male dudes, even though the female players are the fucking like top winners uh, in in Hearthstone, and they invite all the dudes, and you have the disparity between males and females on Twitch, right? And so there are things that can easily be worked on that can help. The minority, or even like I like I've mentioned before, like I would love to have black people tag on Twitch. Sometimes I just want to go watch more black people have fun in games. Like I want to see my people sometimes, and when I log on to Twitch, I don't see them unless it's fucking February, which is a shame because I got twenty eight days to find like my favorite black streamers and subscribe before I lose them forever. Uh, I'd like an LGBT tag as well, you know. I'd like a trans tag. Um, they're like and it's not hard and a lot of times people will just you know go with the excuse of yeah but if you put it then you're just gonna have somebody that's gonna you know click on the black people tag and go in the chat and just spam the n-word and yeah but they do it anyway so like it's not like you not putting it is gonna make it any worse than it already is like we already deal with these things right like uh you know if you put an lgbt tag which i bet they do before they put any type of ethnicity tag no they 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 have an lgbt tag we talked about it before yeah, because remember we were talking about the A, they were trying to make oh, it seem yeah. like A was an ally and A's yeah. very sexual, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they already have that tag, and they've had that for a while, but uh, like, um... Trash. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. else is trash? What is trash? Putting, uh, what is this? Putting character editing behind a fucking paywall. That oh, look is at trash. this. That is Monster well, Hunter Rise, but it's also Final Fantasy XIV, kind of, sort of, but I won't go into that because I love that game. Um, <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise! Monster Hunter Rise puts character editing behind a paywall again, and fans aren't happy. This is from IGM.com, uh, written by Joe Scribbles, and it says, <clears throat> Monster Hunter's latest... Monster Hunter Rise's latest update locks elements of character editing behind a paywall for the second time in series history, and many fans aren't happy about it. The 2.0 title update for Monster Hunter Rise, which is now available, adds new monsters, layered armor, and more, but players notice one returning feature that we're uh, far less happy to see. Character edit vouchers, first introduced in Monster Hunter World, now allow you to almost fully customize your created character again after starting the game, but at a cost. We asked Capcom for clarity on exactly how the vouchers work. This is the quote. Character edit vouchers work similarly to how they do in Monster Hunter World, explains a post spokesperson. Only minor character edits, hairstyle, makeup, etc. were possible up until now and will remain available for free. Character edit vouchers now allow extended editing of your character, body type, detailed facial features, etc. The first voucher is free, but after that, if you want to do things like change your body type or facial features, etc., it is going to cost you, and uh, each new one will cost you $2.99 US dollars, with discounts for buying multiple vouchers. So you can go spend three bucks to change the way that you look. Um, I don't like paywalls that do uh, just cosmetic stuff, especially if you're going to let me do it. Like, if I can make my character, then you're going to tell me that I can't customize my character later and i want to say that i think this is very different from buying customizable dlc um because i was going to compare it to that before because i know that a lot of us have spent money on just uh uh uh, for lack of a better word bullshit um (laughs) that is just you know character visuals but stopping someone from changing the character they've already created and charging them three dollars to do that i think 
it's kind of kind of a bad look. What do you guys think? It's kind of nasty. Yeah. I mean, we all have paid. To, I don't know. We've all paid for cosmetic stuff only, so. I'm not like I'm not opposed, but also you have to pay to change your cosmetics in most games anyway. It's just not actual money. Like you have yeah. to pay currency in the game. Right. You know? I think the problem is that this is the second time that the series has done this. So like in other games, because they made series, so they much money last time. Clearly. <laughs> They're like, we cannot stop doing this. But they don't make you do it in every game. So it's like, why do I have to do it in the latest game that everybody has? We already paid 60 bucks for this and I got to pay extra money to change the way I look. Fuck y'all. Then don't How change the way so you look. Money? You're right. Just, Think yeah, about it. Don't change the way you I mean, think. Honestly, though, in Monster Hunter, you like don't see yourself anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, I mean, technically, yes, it doesn't matter. I don't like it, but like this is one of those games. This is one of those games where like I don't know if you kind of if you create your character and along the way you're like, oh, I don't like the way they look. I just throw on a new set of armor, bro. Like, I mean, you not can even still kidding, change like, your character too, though. Yeah, but my my thing is though, like Monster Hunter is in one of those games where like you have like the helmet off, helmet on option, so you can't even see your head. Infuriating. I mean, I... To me personally, having your full set makes the hunt more real because like I don't know. Sometimes when I play a game and I have the helmet off, uh, helmet display um, option off, and like my character gets whacked in the head, I'm like, I put the helmet back on because that that looks that looks like you should have killed him. <laughs> um, but I mean, I I don't like. Don't like the paywall i think if you if you want to make it so hard or drastic you know just do what skyrim did and make you know make the player pay i think it was like fifty thousand in-game currency to change your character's looks if you want to so i don't know i i don't i i have the same response as kelly is that fifty thousand? that's way too much yeah that's I, th- I, th- I think it was Changed it for the remaster. The remaster. The remaster. Now I think is twenty thousand gold. Um, the original used to be fifty thousand. Again, oh like yeah, still in-game currency. And if you know, if you play Skyrim long enough, you know how to get twenty thousand, fifty thousand. Like, um, in World of know. Warcraft, they charge you like ten gold or something. Yo, to speak on World of Warcraft really quickly, <laughs> uh, for it took literally so. I, I had been playing since like 2006. Uh, I was a Blood Elf on the forward side cohort. And um, I hated that Blood Elves could not be black. It literally took until 2019 or 2020 for them to have finally darker skin fucking uh, Blood Elves. So shout out to Blizzard, but also fuck you, Blizzard. Um, because why did it take you years to finally add some darker skin elves? Um, like, it's ridiculous that it took them that long to do that. So, sorry. I want to throw that out there. If if you guys, like, if you guys disagree, absolutely say so. What With the Monster Hunter thing that doesn't make sense to me is how do you charge for a feature that should just be in the game? Why aren't they charging, like, three to five dollars for bundles of like five monsters that they do like that they just did why not charge for that i'd pay for that every single time if it was like three bucks why are they charging for this so fun fact the update and the monsters they just put in were actually to finish the game so oh so this update will be yeah this this update is finishing the game got it okay sorry what are you saying the game wasn't done i don't understand but yeah the game wasn't done 
No one told me that Monster Hunter... I would not have bought this game. Are you serious? That's not... It wasn't done. It's done now, but, like, it wasn't done. So we had to wait uh, about a month. Well, I say we as in everyone who bought it, but I nowhere near the end game. But, but yeah. see how much I um, played it, because I have... I had no idea. It, but it's it's something, you know, that as far as I know, Monster Hunter World <laughs> did as well, too. Um, the game that you originally bought is not the full game. And the premise is that these hunts take so long nah, that by the time the update comes, no, you're finally getting to that part. Um, no but, yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't giving you an excuse. No, I'm no, saying no, that's no, the thought process on it. It's a horrible thing. We're just going to add a lore reason that we're putting out an unfinished game. But, but... But I will say it is a lot better than putting out a game and then making people pay to have the story finished, which I can't off the top of my head remember a game that does that. Um, and also, and also, well, I don't play Final Fantasy, Excuse so I, I wouldn't know. What? Oh, nope. Yeah, before he, Final before Fantasy he starts, 13 hold up. When you have, oh, 13 when you have oh. to pay, when you have okay. to pay to get like the, the ending in the, like, Okay. trash. Let's Zelda doesn't do that. Yes, um, but now she's gonna say in... there's a part two to Final Fantasy VII remake. I don't yeah. want to have this conversation. I think that is very different because you do, and you can't even game. get it on PS4. Isn't it PS5 only? So that's yeah, some but, bullshit. But that's also because bitches were crying about textures in the background, and this is what they get. Now you can only play it on PS5. So get a PS5. I will defend Final We're in the middle of a pandemic. I bought one if I fucking could have. It's not my fault you can't find one. It's not Square Enix's fault you can't find one. Listen, just kidding. I am not buying. I am not spending <laughs> half a dollars on a new console. I'm just not doing it. I'm sorry, Gabe. Anywho. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about already. He said he hates Final oh, Fantasy no, and you're no. dumb. <laughs> what? I mean, I just said that no, Gabe said. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it, but like, also didn't uh, at least, and to like, kind of soften the blow of having a update for your to finish your game. Uh, in fairness, Monster Hunter hasn't even been out for a full month, so. How is that fair? You still? I just I purchased. I just found out that I purchased an unfinished game. Yeah, but it, see, it wait, hold, hold on. on what? What, what, Hold on, because now Jarrell's going to use that excuse the entire time, and I don't want to hear it, because one, you don't play Monster Hunter enough to be even near the end of the game, so it's not something that's actually affecting you, so let's calm that down. Uh, and two, for the reason one. It don't matter, because what, what if I did? What if I did play, play that all the time. and then I got to Get the it. We're not doing hypotheticals. Like, We're not doing hypotheticals. Fine. We're living in a world of realism, not fine. a hypothetical. Fine. <laughs> I, I just want to know, Gabe, what your definition of like a finished game is. What Please. does that mean? Yeah, I'm curious too. In a finished game, like I'm, when I when I say like the update finished the game, that's what I'm going off of. Like what everyone's been reporting, because apparently the ending, um, there's they have the big one bad monster, and I I don't know how. Like I guess in the update now you can fight that monster, like properly or whatever but i don't know to me a finished game is the story the main storyline is done that's a finished game to me mm. battlefront 2 like, I remember, for example I, I remember battlefront 2 yeah Battle, battlefront 2 is another one of the games yeah campaign wasn't price done, more and, and to be not actually not that you mentioned it battlefront 2's campaign is still not done but they're not going to update that game anymore what it hasn't did you finish, Wait, what are you did you finish the second chapter 
Yeah, I did when it came out. Okay, so spoiler alerts for anyone who hasn't watched or played Battlefront Two. Okay, Drew. Um, so at at the end, you saw how like you know Aiden Furzo died. Sorry, Drew. <laughs> Literally, so sorry. And then, then her daughter was like picking up the mantle. That game wasn't done. That story wasn't finished. I thought I I remember so, that, but I felt like that was hinting towards another game. No, because remember by that by that time EA had already lost their but their not lost, but like they no longer have the sole rights to uh, to to the Battlefront title. Well, not the sole rights, but they could still make a, a game. To me, and also, to and me, also, it looked like it wasn't done. Okay, that's fair. But so, I'm just saying that I'm just saying that there could still be more. And the other thing was that <laughs> they already had their plot written down before that news came down. The reason why that news came down was because they're predat- because they were predatory as fuck when that game first came out. And then Disney was like, "Whoa, what's going on here? Nah, you can't have all this EA now. We're gonna spread the love now. <laughs> what's all this nonsense about?" I'm just curious. By your definition, is is Final Fantasy VII remake not? A complete game. Oh, so I okay. So um, he didn't finish it yet, right? I'm gonna bring it for you. I've never played. And this is my second ever Final Fantasy game. The only other one I played was Final Fantasy 14. Uh, so Jarrell got me into Final Fantasy 7, and I, I Jarrell was like, he's like, oh, this isn't um, this you know, the game is not done. But the way Jarrell explained it to me, it feels like if the first part alone could be its own game. So when I finished that. When I finish the game, you know, I'll get back to you on that, you know, because I, this is my first time ever playing Final Fantasy VII. I, Only reason I know Cloud is because of Smash Bros. will say that I do believe that Final Fantasy VII Remake is worth the 60 bucks, and I do believe that it is a complete story, right? Uh, have you played it, Sterling? Oh, yeah, like, by, uh, by my definitions, it is a full, complete good-ass game. And I will defend that game for the life of me. I think it is one of the only, you know, one of the best, rather, representations of what it looks like to have a proper remake. I think Square Enix did a a great job at diversity in Final Fantasy VII Remake. I will talk about it all the time. I think it's amazing that the world of fucking Midgar is so diverse with different ethnic backgrounds. Like, they've done so many little things um, you know, that a lot of people will say, oh yeah, Japanese studio, they don't add, like, brown people in their games. You fucking liars. Look at Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, I think that game does so many things well. And it is a complete from start to finish story. Now, there is a continuation, and you can, if you'd like, go, you know, play through the rest and see what happens to this cast of characters, but there is a beginning, middle, and end to that game, I think, and um, the, the end is pretty fucking epic. Mm-hmm. I, I just, that last, like, image, like, the unknown journey will it's continue. It's beautiful. It, uh, it is so beautiful. Do you know it's not beautiful? Mm, it's not beautiful. Stadia. so stadia has added some really nice uh quality of life improvements to their ui which includes a (laughs) kelly your face (laughs) which includes a search bar now you can uh search the the, you can search through your games on the web they also have some upcoming features which is going to add an activity feed um is there any system that you guys have owned in the past or own now that has um, a 
decent UI that you'd like, or is there any system that you have that needs a UI update? And I, I, I bring that up because I don't, I don't know who's actually using Stadia, but I feel like it's been out for quite a while now. How long has it been out? Like a year at least, right? Something like that. I mean, a little more than a year, like maybe two years now. Yeah, so it's, it's two years, and Google's just putting a search bar like it's not their big thing. Like, y'all, right. y'all do searches. I don't understand why you're just adding a search bar and just you're adding Google. two years later. Um, so is there a system that, at Switch, is there a system that needs some type of um, UI improvement um, that you guys think deserves it, that has it, that doesn't have one yet? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say switch. I I, I agree. <laughs> because I, I like it, it's 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 fine as it is now, but there's a lot of room for improvement. First of all, like freaking themes as would be a would be a really good one. I know a lot of people want folders, and I personally, I, I if they made folders, I would use them. But I personally don't care too much about. It. I just want themes on this. What switch. is it? Three like, years of the switch now. Four. Four. Oh my god! Four. And we still don't have themes. I mean, at least on like Stadia, we have games. Stadia has games. I mean, exclusive games. Why you gotta do that to them? They're working really hard. Fuck Stadia. <laughs> you know how I feel about Stadia? I don't know why we're even what still talking about the, Stadia. What is this? The I've said so many here. times, I don't even know what it is, and I if I did, I would not care. <laughs> just cannot. It is probably easier to watch an episode of Rick and Morty on Pornhub than it is to find anything on, <laughs> on Stadia. Stadia. Oh my god. Well, that's because they have It sounds like you know from experience. experience. I gotta get that Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I paid seven ninety nine a month for Hulu if it's on Pornhub. I just knew you were gonna say you paid seven ninety nine for a Pornhub subscription. You heard it here, folks. Go to for Hulu. What? Oh, so with ads? Right, porn with ads, ew. I get, I mean, no, what? Hulu with ads. Oh, girl, what are you oh. talking about? If <laughs> <laughs> porn has ads, nobody watches long enough to have to get to any of them. Right. You know? I don't know what you're talking about. I put them in the front. you to watch, but maybe we're getting in real deep. <laughs> you never know, man. That's how it goes with porn. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Wait, that's what she said. We gotta yeah. save this for episode 69. Stop. Oh, okay. No, Move on. <laughs> I swear, the closer we get to 69, the worse it gets. Yeah. <laughs> so, for please, anyone who doesn't Please know, invite me back on for 69. You know, we've, we got have we've got it. We've got it. I'll see if we can squeeze you in, too. It's going to be a oh great time. Oh, my gosh. Time. Just have a big podcast orgy. <laughs> 69 people. Oh, 69 people at one time. 69 people in the podcast. <laughs> Horrible, chaotic. We should make the podcast 69 minutes. <laughs> Uploaded to Pornhub. <laughs> oh my what? gosh! Can we should do that? I don't know how good that look on us, but we should do that. It's really getting so much worse as it continues. Are you okay. on Pornhub? Oh Actually, I am. <laughs> yeah, we're all on Pornhub now. Uh, so. <laughs> But that'd be great. You could actually really tell people you're important. So the PlayStation 5, it is sold 7.8 million units as of March 31st, 2021, according to Sony. 3.3 million were shipped in the past quarter. For reference, PlayStation 4 has sold 7.6 million units in the same time frame. So that's 7.8 versus 7.6 units. And demand remains higher than supply for the PS5. And a total of 338.9 million games were sold for the PS4 and PS5 over the past fiscal year. This includes both packaged and digital copies. 65% or 220 million were sold via digital download, higher than the 53% ratio of last year. 
Uh, which, I mean, obviously, because everybody's home and nobody wanted to go out mm. and buy anything. <clears throat> We're going to compare that with uh, the Xbox. Where is it? Oh, so there, there, there was a wonderful article that I want to reference before I move on to some serious stuff and then end the podcast because I, I, I realize that we talk a lot. Um, there is a wonderful article over at windowscentral.com written by Jez Corden that is titled Comparing Xbox Game Pass to Spotify or Netflix Simply Doesn't Work. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because a lot of people think that um, Game Pass does not make money for Xbox. And before I go into this, I want to hear your raw thoughts on how you think Game Pass as a service works for Microsoft. Like, do you think it makes money? Do you think they break even? Do you think they care? Uh, do you think it's a good service uh, business-wise? How, how do you feel about it? I think in the beginning it didn't. I think when the Game Pass first launched, I think they were losing money on that because it's an insane deal. They had to. It was very much an investment in the in the in the most strictest of terms because they had to like really push that as a service that people would want, and a lot of people, it, some people bit right away, but for the most part, they really had to get more games that people cared about on Game Pass before people would really like um, bite. Now, of course. We got all kinds of different games now. Like Square Enix has their deal where they're bringing a whole bunch of like JRPGs, which is a, a marketing that Game Pass was missing. Because now those are like long games that you can get on your Game Pass subscription as well. And just even barring the fact that it's long, there's just more variety. More variety is good. More people want, like if you're going to subscribe to a service that gives you all these different games for a monthly fee, you want as much options as possible. So I think now they are making a profit on it. Like I... Uh, you'll, you'll tell me in a second if I'm wrong or not, but I think now they are because now the variety is there and more people are subscribing as a result of it. Anybody else? I think they definitely make money off of it because I feel like the companies have to pay Xbox to have their games on Game Pass. Like That's because the way the way I, I mind goes about like, you know, streaming services and stuff like, you know, Netflix and Spotify is, <clears throat> excuse me, is while yeah the um the creator themselves get a you know get a portion of the money like also they in the first place have to make a deal with the company to put their product or in this case their video game you know onto the streaming service so i definitely feel like they've be making money a lot so of hate them Right. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, a lot of companies will actually lose money on some products because they make so much profit on others. And I'd say that Xbox, that's what they're doing with their stuff, like their first-party titles on Game Pass. Like, I feel like they're making so much because they're just keeping all of the revenue that they're making off of that because they already created it. And then they put it on Game Pass and people are paying for subscriptions. I feel like they're making everything. So they'll literally probably lose money on some games to get people into Game Pass that are then going to pay like play their games and like just keep the subscription open. I feel like like I said they'd be willing to lose money on certain games. And now that they keep acquiring developers, it's like, okay, well, then it's just going to like they're just going to have those games on Game Pass. And the thing is that you have to have the Xbox Live anyways. So Mm -hmm. So, like, you're already paying $10 a month for that. Just getting Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. <laughs> it's only $15. Um, it just seems like, like, why not? I mean, I've been paying for it, and I've I've used it actually quite a bit. But I digress. 
I have two Xbox Ones, so. That's, that's, that's $180 a year. Just throwing that out there. But I have two Xboxes and a PC. And I play no, games no, on all for you. way of saying, that. So, like, you know, $15 a month is not, you know... I was mad when Netflix... Like, how much would you spend if... You, how many... Okay, $180 worth that? Three video games? I'm three full-price video not games? worth it. I'm not saying that's not worth it. I think, it, like, obviously the value speaks for itself. Like, it's definitely I'll fight worth you. It. Um, no, no, I, I, I no, think it's definitely I, worth it. No, I I, that, it's not worth it for everyone. I mean, I think it's kind of silly, to be honest. $15 a month, you know, I can afford it currently, but who knows whether I can afford that in a few months, you know? Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Sorry, Sterling. I, Your shirt's no, just I, great. Beautiful. I think it's. Uh, I think what Gabe said is kind of interesting. You think that companies are paying Xbox to be on Game Pass? I know. I know. Like it's like a, a deal thing where like they pay them. Then I feel like, from my understanding, is they also have to pay to be like on that service. I, again, obviously, I don't know. But the way I imagine it is that. Xbox pays the company a smaller amount, but then they say, okay, uh, you'll get a cut of like of uh, a certain amount of money if a lot of people play your game every month. And that's how you'll make the revenue back and everything. Ooh. But that would mean, just if, if we go with what you say, that would mean that like if I, if I am you know, approached by Microsoft and I, they want me to bring my game onto Game Pass, I would then have to agree to, like, putting my game exclusively on Xbox and then uh, on Game Pass, let's say it's an exclusive, and if it doesn't make money there, I don't give shit. Which, like, in that case, I would probably consider, you know, doing a multiple release and being able to get the revenue from PlayStation and Xbox, especially because we just discussed that, you know, there are 33 million PlayStation 5s out there and there's a bigger player base on PS5 um, and PS4 than there is for Xbox. So that would be very interesting. I'd, I'd say if it was an exclusive that they're probably just giving more of the money up front to say, okay, we're going to cover you no matter what. And maybe then they do, okay, we'll give you less, less of a cut if, if, you know, you get a lot of players playing your game. But most exclusives, right? It's it's just going to be from their first party developers, right? They're building like the huge catalog of mm-hmm. of of developers, and then they have people like trying to buy something like Octopath Traveler to put on the on the on Game Pass, pretty much. And God knows they make so much money from people like me who just pay for the, <laughs> and the don't service even use it. <laughs> and, and don't even use it and just let it go every month. That's. Uh, so <laughs> I now you have the option to cancel it until you want it or you can be like me be frugal be smart buy the cards when they're on sale uh, for like half price or cheaper buy a year's worth and only use them when you need them don't give Microsoft your money or you can you know up to you it's your money uh, so this article over at Windows Central it says one of the ways that people try to discredit Xbox Game Pass and assume that it doesn't make money is to point to Netflix, Spotify, and other services that struggle to actually turn a profit. Spotify loses, uh, Spotify losses, excuse me, hit uh, 293 million euros in 2020, while Netflix enjoyed a healthy 2.7 billion dollar net income. Netflix wow. has 204 million subscribers as of this writing, and Spotify has 345 million active users. Obviously, that means there are more Spotify users than there are Netflix, and yet uh, Netflix made much more money than Spotify did. Well, because of which... not every subscription on Spotify, you don't have to pay. 
technically. So, yeah. of which 155 million uh, subscribe, with the remainder on a ad free, a uh, free ad based model, like you were just saying. Sorry, uh, no, no, you're fine. <laughs> the last figure we have uh, had for Xbox Game Pass was earlier this year, putting the service at 18 million. Uh, it goes on to say, although I've heard recently that it's crossed the 20 million mark and may well be even further um, over that by now. Uh, and then this this article specifically talks about where what that means. So I'll skip a little bit forward. It says, let's assume conservatively that all Xbox Game Pass users are on the $10 a month uh, tier, which isn't even a thing, at 20 million subscribers. That gives Microsoft roughly $200 million per month at least, not including Game Pass Ultimate, to play around with. Which, when you think of it that way, that is a lot of money to throw behind you know a studio and pay for a game that you want to invest in. Especially because that is monthly revenue, right? Like that's just assuming that it's ten dollars and it's not; it's fifteen. So, like uh, at the assumption of twenty million dollars, that's twenty million dollars a month, um, which is a lot of money. Uh, and it goes on to say, unlike Spotify, Microsoft doesn't pay ongoing royalties for downloads. Every contract is different, but I understand that Xbox Game Pass pays out an upfront lump sum to get the game into the service, with additional benefits negotiated on a per-contract basis. Microsoft knows how much it has to spend over the month, giving them a relatively easy spreadsheet to work with when it comes to acquiring content, which forms part of the user acquisition cost, not factoring into marketing. So it's basically kind of what um, Sterling said. And it also goes on to say, unlike Netflix, Netflix and Spotify, Xbox Game Pass also has an upsell component. And this is what I thought was so interesting because I never thought about this. Essentially, I'm not going to read the rest of it, but essentially they go on to say that people who own games on Game Pass are more likely to buy DLC from those games, which means more money from Microsoft and more money to the companies that are, um, that create those, those video games. I never imagined that xbox game pass had an upsell value right like and people do it also goes on to say that people are um more likely to buy physical uh, or digital copies of video games if they have game pass and i have game pass yakuza like a dragon was not on game pass and i bought yakuza digitally when i found out it wasn't on game pass and i was like oh my god this is me <laughs> like i could have literally <laughs> bought it on playstation but i was already on xbox on game pass looking for a game and i ended up giving you know that portion of my money to microsoft instead of a uh, playstation because it just it was convenient it was there i was using this as a service the game i wanted um on that service wasn't there and now i just gave microsoft you know uh, and and, and uh, sega 60 bucks uh, on a specific platform, which then did, uh, it did uh, decide where my money was going to be spent, right? That's like if you're playing Fortnite on PlayStation versus playing it on Xbox, either Sony's going to get your DLC money or Microsoft's going to get your DLC money. In this case, Microsoft got my money because of Game Pass. Um, I, I, I thought that was so interesting. Um, did you guys yeah. ever think of upselling on Game Pass? I never thought of this before. No, I honestly haven't. It's, it's an interesting tactic for sure. It's how they keep their money going. That's crazy. It's smart. It's smart. It can. It really is smart. It can really snowball with with merchandise too, right? Like games can be like television and movies and stuff like that, where they can make a lot of money from merchandise. So if you have a kid who just got an Xbox for Christmas and he has Game Pass, okay, maybe he tries Gears of War for the first time. And he really likes Gears of War. How old is your child? It's hypothetical. <laughs> you know, the kids okay. playing Grand Theft Auto, running over strippers oh these days. God. Like, like that that kid might buy a shirt. That kid might then, because he has Game Pass, maybe he'll get Minecraft, and then God knows how much money they make off Minecraft merchandise, right? Like the 
the whole effect can really, really snowball for each company where it can just make that constant stream of money. Plus the Game Pass subscription. Plus, mm-hmm. plus the the monthly Game Pass subscription or the annual Game Pass subscription, even yeah. for people who aren't even playing the game. Right? I mean, honestly, if I was paying $15 a month for a library of games, I would feel a lot... Don't, I was gonna say safer for some reason. I feel I know I feel a lot better, you know, spending money on DLC. Yeah, I didn't buy the game at full price. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. All right, I'm I'm actually not gonna shit on Game Pass because I think it's a great service, um, and I'm just gonna move on to a few more things before we end the podcast. Uh, so uh, now I'm gonna talk about more serious stuff. Diversity. It's my favorite subject. If you haven't noticed, I'm sure if you're listening, you probably already fucking know. Uh, so first, uh, and I, I sent this tweet, I think, to all of you. Um, there is this guy. I have to find the tweet because I lost it. But um, so Grand Theft Auto Five has roleplay, as I'm sure you guys are aware. And there is a hold on. I, I can't find the tweet. One second. Ta-da. While, while I look for it, um, Joseph Ferris, the creator of It Takes Two, says that the mm. game has officially sold over one million copies. Hell and yeah. that proves that players want co-op games. Do you guys want co-op games? Yes. Yeah, I like co-op games. I just want friends to play <laughs> yes, with, too. A resounding yeah. yes. Gabe, we can mm. play It Takes Two, I told you. Wait, is it on Game Pass? No, I don't think so. Damn it, never mind. Because... That would be cool. Oh, I found the tweet. You sent it uh nine twenty. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. Um, so there is a streamer whose name I I don't know. I don't even think his name was included in the tweet. Um but it is a I'm assuming a cis white male uh who plays Grand Theft Auto and role plays in Grand Theft Auto and he's a streamer. His character's mm. name is Tyrone. Thank you for anyone watching. Gabe is supposed to be a picture. He's okay. so white that it reflects the ghost. <laughs> Whiter than me. His char- he is. His character's name is uh, Tyrone, and he has a bunch of character artwork of this black guy that he role plays um, as a caricature version of a gang member. And supposedly he makes thousands of dollars off of the situation and then he has emotes and all of his emotes are this you know black character that he's role-playing how do you guys feel knowing that there is knowing that this is role-play and knowing that this is grand theft auto because i think that does make a very huge difference when you're role-playing um like the the subject whatever how do you guys feel um about I'm going to say, in this instance, white people role-playing as black people and then, you know, role-playing them as gangsters. Or And it doesn't even have to be, you know, just white people role-playing as black people. How do you feel about people role-playing another ethnicity but doing it in a stereotypical manner? Do you think that that should be okay? Do you think it's okay to do for entertainment on Twitch? I only will say one thing about this, because I really don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole, but... In Grand Theft Auto, every character's, like, a gangster. I don't know, like, I feel like that's just, like, if you're role-playing, like, it's pretty much, you're a cop or you're a robber. Like, that's the only role-play I've seen. Like, I've seen people play as police officers or, like, criminals. Like, that's the two roles that you have in the game. Um, I don't really think that I would role-play as a different race of character. Um, 
or depending on what my character looked like, I wouldn't do anything over like overtly over the top of like stereotypes. Um, first of all, I would never do role play, but it makes a lot of money on Twitch a lot. And people are super into the GTA five role play. But like I said, it's like, you're a cop or you're a robber in the game. There's nothing really in between. Like, the game Grand Theft Auto is about criminals. So, I don't necessarily agree with what he's doing. Um, I don't know. I don't even want to, like, think about it. Like, what does he sound like? Like, what is he... Is it really, like, bad? I don't even know. Like, would it be cringe? I, I'm just not sure. Just seeing the artwork is kind of cringe. It? Like, it's, oh, it's God. not I don't... good. I don't even want to look. So I just, like I said, I, I would not do this. Um, I, <laughs> I guess my question is, why couldn't you just do this and roleplay as a white character while doing it? Like, why did That's you what I was going to say. Like, why did you have to make your character a black character to do this roleplay? Like, why couldn't you just be the, the, the bad guy and be the white bad guy? <laughs> like, I don't understand yeah. what your thought process was when you made this character black and then you decided to go forward with it. Like, why, sir? And then you're making so much money off of it. Like, you're literally making money off of the stereotype of a black person and you just, you know, just gonna keep going with that shit. I can't stop you. Do what you want, I guess. But yeah, I just don't understand why. I Because I, I do agree with you, Kelly. I think that Grand Theft Auto is a game um, that, you know, it's a caricature of American lifestyle. Like, that's what the game is. Um, and yet, you didn't have to do this. Like, none of, none of what he did was... It was all, I think, a very conscious decision. And going forward um, from that, it's kind of just like, why you couldn't just do the same thing you were doing as a white guy, sir? I feel like he probably gets more viewership. Oh, of course. Like this. Of course. And I think that it was like a marketing decision on his part. Because honestly, you don't just jump in. Like, this is the deep end of roleplay. I think that he's done this before. And I think that he, like, kind of felt out what kind of character would give him the most views. And this was probably what he came up with. I don't think that he just, like, jumped into this first. Yeah. Like, this seems like a buildup, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Gabe, you've been to theater camp. What do you think? <laughs> I'll also, do you all right, first of all, something about this? As well, that's another question. Do you think the Twitch should do something about this, or is he? To be honest, to the 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 content that is on Twitch right now is, is so all over the place that <laughs> you can literally have your entire ass cheeks out. Yep. So, like, I did is one this stream. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did one stream. But like I, I don't know. No, it's funny. I I don't even know what to say. Like you can have ass cheeks out, whatever. What what can't you do? They don't have any limits on what you can do on there now, except no nipples and no straight butthole. I don't know. Because I thought. That rule. I feel like a lot. Oh my god! Wait, yes. <gasps> I've seen the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the pictures. <laughs> I mean, yes. I didn't just necessarily seek them out. Chocolate starfish, just bright as day. Oh my god! I mean, totally live on Twitch. Yes, I didn't see it live. I saw it on Twitter later. But yes, everything. So whole kitty, everything. So that person got banned, though. I'm pretty sure. Actually, they might have been reinstated because it was supposedly accidental. You know, like when you spin over and spread your ass. <laughs> 
live on Twitch. That's accidental. Anyways. <laughs> and episode 69 is coming up. I'm going to shut the fuck up now about ass cheeks. Um, the content on Twitch is all over the place right now. And they're not doing anything. I have no problem with most of it. I'm an adult. I don't give a shit. Um, but, like, I think that, you know, some people are breaking the rules and it's fine. And then other people aren't. Or some people are doing, like, weird shit like this. Like, role-playing and being stereotypical. It's, like, I don't know what they're enforcing anymore at all. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't... I don't know. Their priorities are about changing the fucking color of text. I, I... <laughs> so, I'm just saying. I don't know. Expecting them to enforce something like this. They're like, oh, no. It's harder than... Putting in pronouns, so we just can't. Like, all right, Very you do you. Point. Thank you, Kelly. Fair enough. Sorry. Go ahead. Kate. I'm on Twitch a lot, so I'm in like oh, streamer yeah. Twitter too, so I like have all the drama. Clearly, if you're seeing buttholes all the time, I saw a butthole. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, first of all, in theater camp, we didn't do blackface. So, no, I wouldn't Thank know anything you. about that. Um, oh, okay. And that just leads into my next point. Um, so, there was something I... I'm going to say recently because I found out about this a couple of months ago. Um, I found out, you know, it's called a digital blackface, which is exactly as it sounds. It's, you know... Yeah, that's the look I made first. So, I looked it up and it actually makes a lot of sense. Um, so, it's, it's digital blackface is... This is an example of where you are a fictional character playing as a black person, I guess. Um, or, or the other example someone else used for me, cause it was, this was that whole time when I, when I tweeted out, um, for the love of God, please don't vote for Kanye West, like we did as a joke in 2016 for Harambe. And my Twitter mentions went, some of my Twitter mentions went fire. People were like, oh my gosh, so you're comparing Kanye West to a, to, to a monkey. Bruh. I'm like, that's absolutely not what I'm doing. Oh, fuck. Um, I remember that. And, I but then there was, there was this, there was this one. I'm pretty Wait, sure where is that account. tweet? It's don't. a long time ago. Uh, don't. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think it's, don't. I think it was in October or something. I literally last year. read that and I was like, Gabe. And then I was like, you know, never mind. What? This is not even something I want to deal with. And I didn't. So go ahead. Hey, what do you mean, Gabe? Did I do something wrong? Please continue. Hey, did I do something wrong? Finish what you were saying. Okay, anyway. um, So, you know, a lot of people understood what I was saying. And it was, you know, don't vote as a fucking meme. Um, but there is this one, I'm pretty sure it was a troll account. Can't tell because he actually had, you know, followers. Um, and he was like, he was, he was going back and forth with me about comparing Kanye West to a monkey. And I'm like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm comparing the aspect of voting for Kanye West as a meme because you're not taking the election seriously. We went back and forth, whatever. And then he was, and, and then he started touching, you know, the thing of like, oh, you probably don't have any black friends. And then so my black friends came in and started helping me. I was like, hey, like, we know what he means. There's no, to misinterpret this, you have to do it on purpose. And so the, then, and then, and this other guy came in trying to help this guy out. And the other guy was like, yo, shut the fuck up. I didn't ask for your help. So they started going at each other. And I put um, that there's a very um, well-known uh, gif that's used of, I can't remember the character's name, but he, you know, he starts eating popcorn and he leans back. And the other guy comes back. He's like, oh, and now you're using digital blackface and you want me to believe that you're not racist. I'm like, what is digital blackface? He's like, oh, using the, uh, using black characters or something to use as media on your social media. So 
that's right. I was explaining digital blackface. Um, so, and I was like, is that a real term? Like, I didn't want to say anything without being infirmed. So I looked it up and, you know, on Google, you look and that's, you know, that's basically digital blackface is if like you go through someone's profile, not black, and all they do is use, you know, black characters and, uh, and gifts and pictures and videos and stuff. And looking through this tweet, um, you know, there's a comment that says it's the digital blackface for me. So. Oh. All right. So what was the point? Like, what are you trying to say? That, that was a ride. Yeah. No, I and I don't mean that. Yeah, in a, I don't Twitter. mean that in like a, I don't mean that in a negative um, way. I mean, like, what is your takeaway from this? What my, my thing is, um, cause you know, I think this could be filed under, you know, yes, yeah, a better term. No, 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 no. I, I'm talking about in terms of Twitch. Like, cause you asked, should Twitch do something about it? Mm. And I, I think, especially cause this is something where he created a game that has thousands of thousands of customizable options. He created a black character, um, stereotypical, um, and my, and he's making money off of it. So feel like there should be something done about it. But then there's also the thing of, you know, Again, it's a video game where there's thousands of thousands of customizable options, and he's not outwardly doing anything racist, so there shouldn't be anything wrong with it. I personally think Twitch should do something about it, um, because, I don't know, I feel like, again, I'm going to keep bringing up the customizable options of GTA. It's not like you couldn't make a white dude and roleplay as him and have a bunch of ways to dress him up, because you can't, like... Like my white dude, I have a white dude in, in GTA. He has my hair, his you know curly curly afro hair. He has that type of hair, and then you know I dress him up like a loser, like how I dress in real life. Like I think at one point, I'm sorry, at one point he had. Are you saying that white dudes are losers? Because I agree. Yeah, actually, um, but um, like, uh, like he has a, my character at one point so he had a overalls on and a cowboy hat and fucking sneakers so so you're saying about I don't know I, dressing I, that way is, is what you're getting at you just I, like, I like your shirt bro. you're wearing a floral yeah it's casual Friday you know it's not about you you know it's not about you um yeah like that's my whole thing like I he shouldn't be doing it I feel it like it feels deliberate like it feels very deliberate yeah, I think it's just what yeah. the point is and again it's like he's making money yeah, off of it because he has emotes he has emotes that are this character and it's like yeah oh, so you man. subscribe and then you get this Make little black guy and you can throw him in your chat now like yeah. And I also think, and the reason I said it, I think it's different because it's GTA is because GTA is, you know, a play on real life, right? So, like, it, it, you can you can roleplay whatever the fuck you want to roleplay, bro. I ain't gonna say shit. Because I don't give a fuck what you do. You can roleplay whatever you want, right? But when you're roleplaying something that's so set in reality, and you're like, like Sterling said, you know, this seems very deliberate, and you're deliberately creating this situation... That then I think is completely fucked up. The fact that you are making, you know, so much money and you have these emotes and you have all these subscribers and you're using it to uh, perpetuate stereotypes in a community that I am 100% sure is not like going like, oh, no, yeah, he totally is just role playing. Like they're probably completely into this. They're probably thinking, how can we um, 
make this worse, right? I'm sure if I go into his Twitch chat, it's just going to be a bunch of racist fucking trolls who think what he's doing is fucking hilarious. Um, and I think that goes back to the community that you foster. And then when you do kind of sh- this shit like this, I think it kind of tells what kind of community you're fostering on Twitch. Um, um, uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Really sound? Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. I, I, I had other things to say, but I don't want to, to continue on to that because it's really late. Uh, Sterling or Brandon, did you have anything else to say on that before I poop this subject out? That nah. was a horrible choice. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of this subject, rather. Um, yeah, and I think it, uh, thank you guys for for weighing in because I do think it's a very important conversation um, to have, especially because obviously I can say something and I'm going to say, well, this is horrible, um, but I'm you know I'm black, so I I think it, it goes back to what Sterling said. You know, he is the the white guy who is like when I see that this is a problem, that's when you know it's an issue. When we were talking about Twitch, and I think that it's very important to get allies to speak their piece on diversity issues because um a lot of times when i'm saying it you know people are just gonna be like oh my god there goes Darrell again <laughs> he hates everything <laughs> like oh no but it's okay because now i have backup so fuck you guys um but not anyone who listens to this podcast you guys are all fucking great and continue to listen and thank you unless you're listening in a hate way then yeah don't do that that's not it Okay, you got called a crackhead one time, and it was because you said some crackhead kind of shit. I genuinely feel like I get called a crackhead with every episode that comes out. You get out. called a crackhead? He did say so some it origi- shit. It, it originated, it wasn't suspect. It's not my fault that Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is a better game than Animal Crossing. See? Um, more like, he must be on crack. <laughs> that's what I was like, well, yeah, I can see it. Wasn't there a crack thing on the selection? You know what? That's a different thing. I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> yeah, and then and then it stuck with me, and now every time in general, every now and then, someone's going to bring up crack, and it's like, Gabe. <laughs> I, I hope whoever sees this says, I look like a crackhead, because I look like a dude who lived in Hollywood in the 60s you and do. like just sat around and did crack for fun. Okay, I don't know about the crack bar. Like, you look like a cool dude from the 60s, and I'm here for it. I like your aesthetic. I like it. I I'm just like cool. gamer dad bod Hawaiian shirt. I can see that. And not in a bad way. Oh my god, no, I'm not like Alright, All right, let's end it here. I think this is a great place to end it. So we had a bunch of things that we didn't get to talk about, and I'm just gonna go over things we didn't get to talk about so that you guys listeners can assume what you think we might say about them, and that includes <clears throat> God, there was a lot. Um, we didn't talk about the very strong results for Xbox and uh, their game revenue going up by 50% year over year in the quarter. This was including the Bethesda numbers because obviously they're now counting Bethesda mm-hmm. with them. And also hardware revenue was up 232% year over year thanks to the Xbox Series S and X demand. Um, we also had... Uh, what else did we have? We didn't talk about Sony aggressively investing in its first-party studios over the next year, as well as creating more partnerships with third-party studios. Um, that's cool. over from IGN, you know, because uh, we were talking about what they planned on doing and how they were getting rid of all their indies. So that would have mm-hmm. been something interesting to talk about. Um, Little Big Planet one, two, and three have all been offline for well over a month, and no one has explained why. Damn. And now we'll never know because we didn't get to talk about it. Uh, (laughs) Metopia now has a demo out available. I know Brandon um, knows about Metopia. Yeah, I'm good. I played the demo on 3DS. It wasn't for me. 
Rip, the only person. The Mies are great. Like all the, the Mies are great, and the customization in this in this <laughs> version so is, seems to be much better. So I understood personally, Rip. not for full price anyway. That's what I saw. I've been seeing people like create the characters, and I'm like, this is yeah. hilarious. But I would not pay sixty bucks to make a. It's fifty, but it's still too much. For me. I wouldn't pay ten dollars to make a me. That's just I'd make a free one on my 3ds. Um, something else we missed, which I thought was really cool. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but uh, there was two two legends celebrate the sense of cool with the Davidoff Cool Water New Champion Edition fragrances available now. Um, we have oh. some Street Fighter Five fragrances uh, for Chun Li and Ryu, uh, and I was gonna attack on, ask, mm-hmm. attack on Titan fragrances made the rounds when that anime first came out of Japan. And I was going to ask if you guys uh, ref- had any references for any weird, like, product placements, like fragrances from fighting games or anything. Um, yeah, they, they get around. Time. Uh, Lost Souls aside, uh, I saw the demo. It's coming to PS5 now. I was going to ask if you guys had seen that one and what you felt about it. I don't that. know what this game is. People love it. seem to love it, though. Um, and I was also going to, I don't think I posted it here, but I was also going to talk about um, the new Overwatch skin for May, which has her as an MMA fighter. Cool. Um, with cornrows before nice. overwatch has any black women in the game at all so that's been upsetting damn. some people <laughs> that, cool nice damn <laughs> like the, the, the gamut of responses uh, one, one more responses because better than nothing i guess i mean yeah, yeah I, we all know how brandon feels uh and yeah. um i think that was gonna be it for me i think brandon had one thing that he wanted to talk about before we closed right it was new replica impressions, but I can say that for next podcast. Okie dokie. Um, and then last thing I'm going to do is Sterling. How was your experience here? Did we treat you nicely? Did you have a good time? You, you came off pretty hot at the start coming at my opinions <laughs> on my articles, but man, this was a blast. Oh, I'm so happy. Got to, you know, just duke it out and Kelly mentioned buttholes and it was a good time. <laughs> Yeah, we usually mention, like I said, we've been leading, <laughs> we like leading up to episode here, 69, we've been like real raunchy, it's, I don't know. It just, it's 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 the buildup of a plot, there has to be a little bit of development <laughs> each episode leading up to it. So the we gotta like ease people in. Not finale, the climax. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and so thank um, um, thank you for coming. Um, no, if, thank you for having me. <laughs> if, <laughs> so good. If anyone would like to contact you, can you let us know how they might be able to do so? Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at Silver Sterling um, with a three instead of an e. With a three instead Sterling. of an e. And I mean, that's pretty much it. If you guys have ever seen my content or watched my podcast and you want to come on then you totally can uh, you guys too like if, if any of you want to come come beyond memory card memoirs that would totally be dope and i'd be down for that uh yes memory thanks. card memoirs is available where uh itunes spotify and soundcloud and it'll also be linked in the article for the episode that's coming out with this one as well yeah, as his Twitter yeah. account and you can also find his work at twinfinite.com slash author slash sterling. Yeah, you're doing like a better job plugging me than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta plug my people because I'm, I appreciate you for coming on and talking to us. So thank you so much. Wow, um, this is dope. 
And uh, as always, Kelly, Gabe, Brandon, thank you guys for talking to me for however long we've been having this ridiculous conversation and playing games with yeah. me and coming back every week. I can't wait for episode 69. Um, and come back next week to see who we have. It's going to be, we're going to have, you know, a few more guests on because uh, we, we love having stacked episodes. We're going to see if how many people we can fit into episode 69 and how raunchy it can get. Uh, but until then, we're going to continue to talk wonderful video game conversations. You can obviously check us out at hpcritical.com. Check out all of our writing. Um, is share, like, love, review the podcast. Um, love everybody. Be nice to everyone. D- you know, all that good shit. Uh, hpcritical.com. Check out Gabe's playthroughs on YouTube, which are also linked. Check out Kelly's streams on Twitch, which are also linked. Check out Brandon's streams on hpcritical.com, which are also linked. hpcritical, twitch.tv slash hpcritical, my bad. Everything's else also up on the YouTube. Um, once again, Sterling, thank you so much. It was great having you. You've been such a great sport hanging out with us. Uh, and thank you to the rest of my wonderful co-hosts. And with that, we'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Be critical!